Tweet us at the underscore podcast. We'll listen to all the shows for free on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and MySpace, as well as the NNES Classic, and down at Blockbuster on your local shop. Today is a very special night for me, bringing on one of my longtime best friends, world-famous Philadelphia comedian, a true gem, a king of kings, prognosticator of prognosticator, honestly, the funniest guy I know. Please welcome to the show. Vince Cummings. Vince, uh, how are you, brother? I'm good. Definitely no legend. I think I barely uh, do it. Maybe, I don't know. I, I try to hit an open mic. Uh, now there's still a pandemic in Philly. Everywhere else is safe, but Philly, for some reason, it's like, got to wear a mask while you're outside. But don't worry about the homicide rates. Uh, we got a mask. As long as you're six feet apart, you're good. It's always a... Uh, don't worry a, about the, Yeah, don't worry about that. It's like it's like I'm not mocking the. Uh, well, I am actually a little bit of the virus. I, I felt good. It was like it was like spiking the football when I found out seventy eight percent of the deaths are by morbidly obese people. I'm like, oh, good. Well, there's some good that came out of this. There's exactly. This. That's the thing, though, and I wanted to ask you about the pandemic because we all have our thoughts on that. But the one thing that they're not pushing definitely is, uh, is about lose weight. It. Yeah. Lose well, weight. Well, that's the whole. Uh, that's my favorite thing when. So. I'm a single guy. I food shop about three, four times a week. It's just easier that way with my work schedule. So I go to I one. That. Yeah, I just go to one market. It's just close by my house. But since you have a mask mandate here in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, when you wear your mask, yeah, yeah, you go to the store, you put it on, like whatever. And I, I have my own theories on it, but whatever, I'll wear the mask. It's not our. To me, it's how to respect others. I don't. I want them to feel comfortable. That's just who I am. Yes, I'm but, same with you. I'm, I'm, yeah. Even though yeah. I'm vaccinated now, I still wear because I don't want someone to be like, you know, you got you got to wear a mask. I don't know why people have Brooklyn accents in LA, but they'll go. I <laughs> no, says to the guy, says to the guy, says to him. I says to the guy, says to him. I'm mentally retarded. Wear your mask. Yeah, and there will also be a lot more racial slurs in that as well if they're from uh, certain areas of New York and Philly. But <laughs> well, that's the thing. You can say. I'm not talking racial slurs, yeah. but you can actually talk shit openly to people with this mask, and they really can't hear you. I do it all the time. Oh, you can. There's a lot with it. There's some advantages or some disadvantages. It's the whole. It, it, what I notice, and this is just, I'm more. Just sometimes I'm optimistic. Sometimes I'm very pessimistic. But I go into one supermarket, and Caldor. I, I wish uh, somehow they had a bad business practice and they had to uh, close down. Um, <laughs> but I go there every single time, at least one time. If there's somebody wearing a double mask, but they have five things of Elio's pizza, four things of ice cream, <laughs> and are about over 280 pounds to about 400 pounds easily. Elio's pizza. Oh, yeah. I, the, this was actually almost this time last year when this whole thing was spiking up. There was this, fa- this guy had to be five foot four. 320 pounds. Oh, he's, he's reality te- television show bait at this point. He's, it, he's waiting to get fatter. Yeah, well, he's, he's shooting for the 600-pound life type deal. And, and this was before a mask mandate, which took place around April 15th, April 16th. Um, and again, I mean, it's been over a year, and there's 15 days to slow the spread. Really, I mean, they flew by, and that really worked. But he's wearing a mask, and that's the, one, that's the time I did see him. He had four things of Ilios pizza in his thing. <laughs> And three things of Briar's ice cream. And then he also had like tons of toilet paper. And well, just, you have to clean up after all uh, the Elios. Uh, well, you know, a guy like that probably shits once a month. He shits oh, yeah. Time there's Whether a he needs landing. it or not. And, and, and it's for three hours at a time. 
yeah, it's, it's just, uh, well, I think the, the saddest part about uh, everything of this was uh, how people have, there's just this disconnect of everybody would rather think they're right about something and they choose to believe what they want to believe and root for who they want to root for and say who's evil and who's not. Where I don't have a side on anything, I just call it for what it is. Um, and that's the biggest thing I notice about with the coronavirus, how people would react. So that was, that's really the yeah, sad part. Yeah, I'm on board with that. But there's also, I mean, good came out of it, I, I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> uh, if there was any... Ha- yeah, we get to watch all these Netflixes while sitting in a pajamas. What's yeah, some but- asshole that lives this grub hub? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the best part. We get uh, dumber people now, and especially here in uh, in Pennsylvania. When this was the thing that I noticed very quickly was uh, when we hear the word essential, which is yeah. What is this? What is this? What it defines essential? Because I'm hearing like uh, yes. in LA, there's a big debate over hero pay for the supermarket workers. Yeah, they're not. I heroes. respect them. I, I think they deserve it. I, I don't know if I'd call them heroes. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing with a hero. Yeah, what is it? The guy who barely passed high school. He's a hero. Yeah, three DUIs. (laughs) Clay, because he he couldn't even get to community college because he's borderline retarded. So he's the guy stocking shelves. He's a hero. Yeah, he's Superman now. Hero. That's yeah, he's hero. Forget forget the fireman or the 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 organ donor that saved the the child's life. Uh, If your only option was bagging groceries and you can't take off because you have no options, you're a hero now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, those people are the real, they're, they're a real badass. They, they, they're they the are, real deal. Oh, gosh. You know, the, 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 the soldiers, oh, and the firefighters and the soldiers who get sent off to a war that has nothing to do with this country but to make other people richer and kill brown people for no reason. The, exactly. know, screw, screw that. No, no. I'm, look, the heroes, forget the guy in Afghanistan with one leg. It's the, it's the people at Caldor, which, which is defunct now, but I'm still like to promote it. That are bagging those groceries at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. That's that's the bar right now. I mean, I agree because I think on April twenty uh, second we should uh, celebrate uh, Larry uh, Fargus, who uh, started at Farmore as a stock boy clerk, and he worked his way up to night manager. Um, he was he was a hero. He's the real I mean, deal. He's a five star. Yeah. He, do, he, do you think the pandemic, Vince, with because you're talking about. What people like to believe and believe in, and I, my philosophy is we don't really know anything, and just look at the science and do your best, and let's move on. But do you think this has made experts out of all these idiots at one oh, point? Oh, it's really the, the, the vaccine. There's like, oh, it's it's, it's robots. So, I mean, people with jobs, like real jobs, believe it's like nanotechnology infiltrating your brain. What what do you think about all this bullshit? This is what I really felt. So politically, I, I the last time I voted was in 2000. And I always said, like, here's why I shouldn't, you shouldn't vote even at 18. It should be 21. You should be able to vote. Because the reason I voted for Ralph Nader was, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, well, I don't know, Eddie Vedder thought he was cool, so I'll vote for him. And I know I don't like Bush and Al Gore I can't stand because he tried to censor music. That's why, I, yeah. I, now, both of those two guys also shouldn't have been president either. But Nader, you know, looking back, was probably a better choice. Anyway, I was not one of these people who, uh, oh, I hate Donald Trump. Now, I didn't vote for him, but should he, should he, should he have been president over Biden? Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Uh, at least you know what you get. He's a, he's a jackass. Who cares? I don't give a shit. I really don't. I'll take the guy who might be very racist over the proven racist. We'll take that if you want to go in that context. However, here's the thing with Trump. Did he handle the virus well? Uh, 
it's it's there's there's a case to be made for yeah and no. There's actually a true debate, which it's going to be hard to say either or with 100% evidence. However, here's the problem I have with the vaccine thing. When Trump was in office, they go, oh, I'm not getting the vaccine because uh, Trump's going to like 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 stupid Trump's going to be making a vaccine. I like, guess what people thought, like he was in a lab coat. Yeah, he, he's cooking real- it up in the back like uh, Walter White. Yeah, and, and Pence is praying to a guy in the sky who believes you know gay people should die. Yeah, because that that's a good Christian there. Right, pray um, the gay away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just need to be electric shock therapy. That's all. And, and now right. when Biden <laughs> took over, this the people on the right who are like, I'm going to get the vaccine because because Trump is saying it's good. Now Biden, you know, Biden's president. Well, I'm not going to get it because it's going to turn you gay. I'm like, what? What? What are you talking? About? It's like it's you got to stop with this stuff. It's like I personally I won't. Get it just because I have a I have Crohn's disease and a biologic I'm on is it it doesn't even work well if you have a flu vaccine it kind of counteracts the because I have to inject myself with a needle with a biological drug so it yeah. kind of lowers that so therefore so I got to think a long term I don't I didn't fear, realize you had Crohn's disease I, I'm, I've had I'm, it since probably I had it officially since February 2008 unofficially probably since late 2006. When I was diagnosed wow. with, I had a stage one acute leukemia diagnosed July twenty fifth, two thousand seven. Oh my gosh! And no, it was it wasn't a big deal. I was sick from February two thousand six to up until that point. When I say sick, I just something wasn't right. But I was also running myself rampant. I would. How did you know uh, you were sick? Were you like oh, always tired? I was losing so. I still remember this. I don't know why I remember this. I remember it was at Super Bowl uh, Sunday. And I said, you know, I want to start losing weight because I was up to 225 pounds, but I wasn't lifting. And I didn't look bad. I was like, ah, I want to lose some weight. So let me get some, let me get out. You're a big guy, like to the listeners. You're like a tall dude. I'm 6'3 on the dot. Yeah, uh, you're a big guy. So yeah, you weren't losing weight like me with the meth problem and hookers. It was, it was a disease. Uh, uh, mine was the whores were involved. Um, People, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just started, uh, it's just everything started changing. But I was also drinking. Uh, and I wasn't, and this is weird to say, because I wasn't an alcoholic because I didn't wake up and say, oh man, I need a drink. I could go days without a drink. But when I drank, it was, let me have, if I'm doing a show, back when I would you know, do a little more comedy, uh, I would stop off in a, t- uh, a town in PA. Go to a Seven Eleven, pick up a a sixty four ounce big gulp. Not put anything in it. I just pay for the cup, the lid, the straw. Then I'd go to the local bar, get a six pack of Twisted Tea. I would fill the Twisted Tea oh, into that. Wow. And it would it would totally fill up. The, and I would drink. That's a, a lot a, of beer. Oh, it, it was well. It's, it's a girly drink, but five point five percent alcohol. Yeah, but no, that'll would, fuck you up. Yeah, I would drink that, smoke about a pack of cigarettes on the way to if I was doing a show in New Jersey. A pack? Wow. Oh, so I was running myself. Leonard Skinner. Oh, and, and, and you got to keep this in mind, too. So this is all leading up. This is 2006, 2007. This is my life. Yeah. I was the right. Kind of, I was a piece of shit. I was the guy. And I had a, I had a good job. I was actually working from home back then. Um, and then I had a, a partnership at a store, too, I helped run. But here's what, here's what a piece of shit I was. I would, if I probably averaged five, I'd say five failed relationships a year from 04 to 2000, mid, about end of 2007. 
So what would happen is I date a girl, I'd be me, like I wouldn't fucking care. I, I wouldn't like yeah, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I wouldn't pay attention. Yeah, we're like was, we're we're talking we're like twenty three, twenty four at this point. Yeah, I, I was just I was horrible. So if I knew she was gonna break up with me, I'd start talking to somebody else. Like and I go, Okay, she's gonna break up with me on a Friday, I got this date set up on a Saturday. And like I would be broken up with a girl on a Friday. Going on a first date with a girl on a Saturday, and then by Monday, we're, she's my girlfriend. Wow, uh, not messing around. Oh, it was like, it's not that I didn't want to be alone. It was like, hey, this is what I do. So right. keep all that into context. I'm drinking, I'm smoking cigarettes nonstop, I'm losing weight. So beginning of 2006, I'm 225. We get to the summer of 2007. I'm also the same guy. I do a show on a Friday, I'm with one girl. I do a show on a Saturday, I'm with a different girl. I'm, I'm down to 150 pounds. All the comics think I have AIDS. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of weight to lose that quickly. Oh, yeah. I'm that's that, that's AIDS-y. You know, I would think yeah. myself, like, yeah, is, are you okay, man? Do you have you oh, sick? It, I really thought. And so I guess to me this is a funny story. Uh, scary. You grew up in an area, uh, Doylestown, Pennsylvania, which is famous in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a very yes, – it's, it's on it's, the map. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is. No, I actually love Doylestown, even it's though a, I don't I move down. I I do love that area. I think it's just a cool. I mean, it's it's not anybody's like hot spot where let's, but it, it has something for everybody. I've always loved that area. It, it does, except if you're not white. Um, no, yeah, if you're if you're yeah. a, a, a man of browner persuasion, you're you're fucked. Yeah, just get on the ground, hand behind the back thing, and uh, yeah, because I, I hate Doylestown personally. I still don't like it. I'm a Philly kid. I'm like I still you are. Can't... Yeah, you're the real deal. You're an Italian like, man from Philly. Uh, like I see some guy like, oh, my name's Skyler. Like, ah, fuck you, you sissy. Uh, yeah, if your name begins with an S and has two vowels or two consonant, two syllables, and it's not Stephen, you're an asshole. If your name's like Spencer or Sumner. Yes, Skyler. Like I already want to hurt you. Yeah, Skyler's just one of those. And as Doylestown, but there's a good hospital there, and uh, this took place on a Friday, so I'm really sick. I'm just not feeling well. And the, and I'm actually I still talk to this girl to this day. She's married, and uh, and like we just we're going through a breakup. And I'm like, oh man, it's like this one kind of affected me. Not that I like, I loved her. I was like, oh, God, how many of these failed relationships can I have already? Not looking at like maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I should stop. You well, it's know. better to love than, than lost, right? Than never loved at all. Well, I think it's better to uh, try to have sex with a cousin before you break up. <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather a, told I me think, that. I think, yeah, I think Twain said that. I believe he did. Uh, after great. a bunch of before the books got burned. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I go to uh, my family doctor. He sends me to Doylestown. So I go to Doylestown. They run a bunch of tests. It's around uh, 9.45 a.m. And what I'm freaking out about is, man, I hope I get out of here by 12. I can really use a cigarette. Um, I'm in my room. The first doctor comes in at 12.30, a little after 12.30. He says, Mr. Cummings, um, got the results. We're going to do another test uh, in the afternoon. We're going to set that up. We're doing so that. We have it down to two things based on the first of the lab work. So they they ran seventeen panels of blood. Uh, for oh me. shit, that's yeah. a lot. That's that's like oh. ET right there. They're really plugging you up. Yes, and already being at that low weight, I was frail as it was. So anyway, yeah. he says we have it down to two things. It could be, and he pronounces what it is. He says HIV, but he does the whole you know the whole. And he says, or it's acute leukemia. And I'm just like, I'm just saying, oh man, it's AIDS. He said HIV, but I'm like, I got AIDS. 
I'm thinking like I never like I'm at this point I've probably been with I, I don't know I'd stop counting but put I've been with a lot of women and I couldn't tell you how much condoms cost put it that way so between we're talking yeah. we're talking over 50 women at this point well over in a, and I hung out in bad sections of uh, Philly at times. Oh, uh, we're so. talking like Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> numbers at this point. Yeah, but if we go by quality, there would be a lot of minuses for <laughs> Chamberlain. Was uh, it? Were there, were there a lot of like? Because you're on the you're on the road, you're doing shows, you're drinking. Not even on the Eddie, road. Was I'm it just, just like, locally? But was it like a lot of any port will do in a storm kind of chicks? A much better episode, one of the best Colombo episodes of all time, but. Uh, <laughs> It was not so much that I, I, I always say it this way. I, you know, in high school, I was a virgin. Nobody, I, I thought no girl liked me, and I found out that a lot of girls had a crush on me. But it was what was good is I developed a personality. Yeah, and me I, too. Which is why I had dolls. Yeah, I mean, and, which is why I waited till I was after high school. Yeah, which is why you also had a bunch of Leonardo DiCaprio posters in your room. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 heart of gold. Maybe I'll get jacked off at a sleepover. <laughs> No matter what you say, that wasn't Rage dressing on the poster. It was, uh, no, and it wasn't, but, yeah, that wasn't dried um, syrup either that I'm like, oh, my mom brings me pancakes every morning and she's so lazy. And yeah, she, throws, throw, yeah, she throws it on the ceiling. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, it's weird. I'm sorry. But, but yeah, he, he, those are two things. So the first thing I did, this is, what, this is what an asshole I am. I call my first ever girlfriend, Jess, who to this day, very cool with me. She was my first like, first girl I really loved, and first yeah, you know, this first woman I was ever with at twenty one. Because I was always afraid. I really was. I was afraid. I was like, oh my god, I don't know how to put a condom on. I was a nerd, uh, and, and a lot of people could never believe that. Like, oh really, twenty one? Like, yeah, it wasn't because I had values or anything. It was like I was afraid. I was just very nervous. And uh, I, I get that too, and not because you're a nerd, because you're not, but like. I get being in that zone where you're like, it's new, I don't, I'm not in any rush kind of thing. Well, I was in a rush, but I was also putting pressure on myself. Like, I figured I had to be, anything I ever did in life, I wanted to be great at it. And I figured, well, sex is the same thing. You better be the, you better bring it. And yeah, yeah so right. Jess, Jess was my first. And this, again, this is what an asshole I am. We broke up in, um, I think, like November of 2004. But we, Later, like the next year, we actually kept in contact. And here, while we would call, but we were just friends. It was it was a repaired relationship at least. And she actually liked my comedy, and she liked hanging around the comics too. So it was like you know, if doing a show, come on out. And she was always cool. So I call her on her cell phone, and I haven't seen her in a year. And I said, Jess, it's Vince. I'm in the hospital. She goes, Oh my god, what's wrong? And Jess is a nurse at this point. She just got her nursing license. I said, Jess. So uh, she gets. She knows the deal. Like what's she's. She's oh, better than most at understanding. Absolutely. So you're thinking right now, I'm calling my ex, somebody who, who, who still cares about me as a friend and who's a nurse. What do you think I would ask, right? Like, hey, what do you know about that? No, here's what I ask. Hey, Jess, what's your weight at? <laughs> I'm not kidding. She goes, really? What? Yeah, I go, I go, she goes, what? I go, yeah, are you heavy or, you, or have you been losing weight? She goes, what kind of question is that? Yeah. Yeah, what, why would you ask that? I said, well, they think I have AIDS. <laughs> Here's a side story about Jess and I. Uh, about two months in a relationship, she started bringing in other women. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be freaking out, man. I would think the same thing you were. Like, hey, oh, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, at 21, I thought it was the greatest thing. And it's how stupid I was. I was like, oh, well, every girl's like this. Every girl would want to see That's you. what I would what? think. Yeah, like this yeah. is normal. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm 21. Uh, just finally lost my virginity. I'm just learning how to screw here. And it's the equivalent of you pick up a basketball on a Monday and then Tuesday you're one-on-one with Jordan. Like, all right. Tuesday you hey. look like Harley Perrine. Yeah. <laughs> Except on a good day. No, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a former great NWA heavyweight champion, everybody out there. Uh, look him up, I swear. Yeah, he was welterweight and then moved to heavy and then moved to fat. It was yeah. it was a great career. Illustrious, really. He never, he never killed hookers in between the interstate of Iowa and Ohio. Um, Indiana. But yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that's how so they go through all I finally yeah, I tell her and she goes, Oh my god, you're an idiot. And she's like, No, I'm fine, like my health is good, everything's like I was like, I'm sorry, I'm freaking out. So I do more tests. I do a they just a, a litany of tests. At six over six p.m., there's another doctor who comes in, and very somber, very oh. somber. Oh, said so, Mr. Cummings. Uh, I looked over everything. We're going to do another test, but uh, we narrowed it down. We know what it is. We have to do another test for a full con. There's more to this, but we know what we're here to treat. It's not official, it's not 100%, but we know what it's not, but we know what it is. Almost word for word what he said. He goes, yeah, I'd be freaking out at this point. I'd be like, what yeah. do I have? Do I got the big C? Yeah, and well, I was born with that. And um, just don't ask anybody. <laughs> um, so he's, he looks at me and he says, I, I don't like to inform you this, but right now we're treating you, we're diagnosing you with stage one acute leukemia. My initial reaction is, oh, thank fucking God. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm relieved. I, that was my right, at that Yeah, anything next yeah. to AIDS. And he said, yeah, exactly. You have goes, Benjamin Button's disease. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he said... You were shot. You just didn't realize yeah, it. I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, he, told, he tells me, uh, sir, do you understand what that is? You go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I go, the first guy thought it could be HIV, so that's fine. Like, this is good. This is better. I can do this. This is good. This is beautiful. <laughs> we can work with this. Yeah, exactly. That was my mindset. So I get, I finally get released the next day. I do a TV taping for uh, Comcast on demand just for the Philly and New Jersey section for a, for a comedy show for a shitty club called the Comedy Cabaret. And I oh, come that's in pretty there. cool. That's the, that's the, for the listeners, Comedy Cabaret is oh. a big one in Philly, right? It used to be. Now it's because uh, it got, because they don't update anything and they still have the same headliners who were relevant in 1985 headlining. And they go, hey, why aren't we drawing any people? Yeah, Paula uh, Poundstone's coming yeah. out tonight. <laughs> yeah, she, for a closer, she's going to beat one of our many adopted kids. Yeah, we, we got Gallagher closing, uh, opening up. Come on out. They would get him, but they still can't afford the watermelon. That's the uh, how bad that the was, club is. It was done. that bad. Don't you love the old comedy clubs that still? Because it's notorious in L.A. Except oh. for like the big ones, like Comedy Store and Improv. The comedy clubs use the same logos and like templates for flyers that they've used since like print days, like before that's, computer graphics. And, yeah, and that's why with comedy to me, once I I fell in love with it, and I saw how, and I wasn't. It took me. Uh, over a decade to be consistent, but I wasn't, I never found myself, I wasn't consistently funny. I just, I used to have this, it was, like, here's the weirdness of me. Oh, you're a funny guy. You, you didn't think your jokes it. were funny? I would try to, this is like, I look back and I go, man, I would have punched myself in the face. There's a comic um, who I would pick him up because I knew the respect of the business. I was, this makes me sound like an old guy, but I'm only 39. But in the old days, this is how it was. If there's a guy who was doing it, who's a headliner and he's working on a show with you, he lives close by, you pick him up, you, you drive with him. And uh, oh. I got I got advice from comics, but I remember one in particular, he just, 
I bitched about something. I did some junk show. It was a Friday night, and this one particular club was just. It was always a bad Friday night there. They would only get maybe 20 reservations. So I go up, and you know, I, I eat it for 10 minutes as the MC. And as we're on the car ride home, I said, you know what I hate? Man? Like, Why do people make a reservation on a Friday night? They're not even going to come in a good mood. And he looks at me and goes, hey, you know what I hate? I go, what do you hate? I go, I hate you being the funniest guy off stage and sucking a dick on it. Really? Yeah, and it woke me up. I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Did you believe that? Like, Did you I think did, that you were uh, funny? Because I, I feel that way about myself sometimes. I feel like, oh, like in private, Clark's the greatest. But then on stage or a sketch or something, it's like you freeze up. Well, it was the, the trying to please the crowd but not yourself. And it, again, it's mm-hmm. like funny, funny subjective. But what he told me was, he said, kid, because I'm 20 at this point. He goes, kid, they're giving you a microphone. You have the ability to say whatever you want. There's going to be consequences, but you can say whatever you want. And I was like, I can say whatever I want. I didn't think of it yeah. that way. So, yeah, it's, it took me a long time, but I Pretty did it deep. for fun. Yeah, and I never, I think it but, was. But you're a funny, you're a really funny guy. I mean, there's, I, it, to be 20 I, years old and doing stand-up, and there's things you said back in high school that I will still use today. Literally, maybe like there's five Vince lines that I will like use once a week. <laughs> like that says something. And that's humbling because I have one of my closest friends, Mike, uh, we grew up together in Northeast Philly. And there's still, like, we're the same age, we're at the same school, and there's times where he'll just reference something I said, or I did, like, there's something, like, he, anytime I would be one of his friends, like, his new friends, yeah. he'd all the guy, he goes, yeah, this, this is Vince, Vince, tell him the time we're at Rite Aid with your mom, she got a shopping cart, and you, and you fill the shopping cart up with tampons in front of people, go, what, it's for a science project. <laughs> I, I, See, that's, I, that's gold. Yeah, the, the other one, I did. I guess my mom didn't learn her lesson. Months later, same Rite Aid. She got a cart. <laughs> this is in 1992 or 93. This is 93. Back then, Rite Aid would put the condoms out like in the middle of the section. Mike and I knew that Magnums yeah. were for like, he had a big penis. I was like the Magnum condom. Like, yeah, hey, it's a big penis condom. Yeah, it's for, for the big guys. I grabbed all the magnums. There is just, I, to this, Mike, Mike loves telling the story, but he likes, loves me to tell the story to his friends. There's, there's four people, it's two couples, two older, Jew, like, two older Jewish couples. It's Northeast Philly. There's a lot of older Jewish people there. Sure. And my mom's in the uh, makeup section. And on the other side of it, it was, uh, they had makeup on the right-hand panel, and on the left-hand panel was vitamins. And that's where the old Jewish couple was at. So I, we come swinging around. I'm like, I got 15 boxes of Magnums, <laughs> and I dump them in the cart in front of this Jewish couple. This Jewish couple. <laughs> My mom looks. She goes, Vincent, what is this? I go, Mom, you're dating that black guy. <laughs> no. I, oh yeah, and I walk away. Oh, that's brilliant. That still holds up. You can still pull that <laughs> off today. Yeah, then I get arrested and kicked off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> of course, they'll get you. We're gonna get the cancel culture later too. Yeah, but that's I guess I think like anybody else, that's it, gold. It, I think a sense of humor for me was always I wanted like anybody else. I wanted to be accepted, and and I, I realized that. But then it's this weirdness of if I've had success in my career of work, that's how I learned to be translate that on stage. And, and granted, I'll do an open mic here, and I love that. Just that feeling to go up and like I don't care, and I'd rather make other comics laugh than. It's like I just want to do it for me. 
it's not the, a, and that's what I'm it is. Sorry. Do you think there's a blurred line or a fine line between? Because you're funny all the time. Like I, you I know, I think I, I think really you're funny do. all the time. You're always you're always on and in a good way. It's always you always deliver. For you, is it is there a blurred line between stand up on stage and your life at this point? Because you're still, oh, no. I know you're a veteran comic. Do you no. have like a, a a set that you do and you no. like rehearse? Anytime I've gone up and it's like now, unfortunately, it's really sparse. But I I can't wait for open mic to. And I know I can hit one up. I just go up there and just talk because this is what I learned. When I I got I got a lucky break when I was two thousand in two thousand two. I was just going to do graphic design, but then I got into consulting by an accident. Um, and as time went on, when you're consulting with businesses, and I started with the restaurants and bars, and le- but I was really learning from experts, and that's what it was. Um, that's a cool gig, though, after after it, high school kind of thing. I got lucky, you know, go to college and most which people I are like I'm studying poetry down at down at Emory. Oh yeah, well, with me, nobody knew I went to college until I graduated because uh, I always thought I was going to screw it up. I never told anybody. Uh, oh really? Just, oh yeah, because I thought I was going to screw it up. I oh, really, so you weren't like, yeah, but my my third semester at Temple. <laughs> yeah, I I paid uh, my parent, my dad paid for it. I paid him back. He didn't want to take, it, but I paid it back. Oh wow, hundred of them too, and I paid it back in a different way. Uh, but it was it wasn't a lot, of, but still. Like back then, it wasn't a lot compared to now, where I want all that. But I just thought, yeah, it was amazing. I I didn't tell anybody, even I didn't tell you, I didn't tell any of my friends. I told one of my friends in North Philly that, you know, I got to, you know, I can go to college. And I was going to actually join the Marines. No way. Oh, yeah, I was. I remember my dad. I mean, that's awesome, but I. Oh, it wasn't. What were you you thinking about? Were you you just like, I got to do this? No, it was like, I I don't want to screw up college. I'd rather die. Then fail in college, because if you remember me in high school, I I I faked. Well, you didn't know this about me in eighth grade. I faked having dyslexia, and that screwed me for a couple years. That put me in the doghouse. Oh no way! Okay, here's a. I'm I'm thinking the Marines, 2002. It wasn't like you know peacetime. We're talking like height of the war on terrorism. At that point, when I was thinking about joining, was the uh, end of. Um, when was it? Would have been in the spring of 2000. I was thinking, like, no, I'm going to join the Marines instead of going to college in the fall. Oh shit! Yeah, so no, that's what. And my dad and my uncle talked me out of it, where they were like, "We serve, so you wouldn't have to. Don't join the Marines. Don't don't join the army. Don't join. Go to college. Like, go to yeah, college. Yeah, right. Go to college, kind of thing. Yeah. Because um, I tried to join the Girl Scouts, but it after high school, it just wasn't. Did yeah. you identify as a pretty little princess? I sure did, and there was all kinds of red flags and registrations, and they they weren't too happy. But so what happened with yeah. the? So wait, so well, we got to get back to the cancer thing too. Oh, I don't no, want to forget it, it about was, that. It wasn't. A, I wasn't freaked out because now acute stage one acute leukemia. This is the tricky part. They didn't know how it long scary as hell to be honest with you. It wasn't because not to me, because if you're sick for 18 months and now you finally have a name, that's what it was. But to this day, it's on my chart, but my doctor who, she was phenomenal. She felt I was misdiagnosed as weird as that may sound. Cause the part of the symptoms were there, but what was screwing everything up was the red and white blood cell count. It was like, well, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, and right. She, 
and she, so they tried me on chemo. I vomited immediately. They tried again. I vomit. And it's like, well, then they did a test. And I was like, they, like, okay, let's try something else. This is what a, her name is, Doctor Kennedy Doyle's down PA. Like she was w one of the greatest doctors I've ever had. She said, I'm going to do something that I feel will help. I'm going to infuse you with iron. I'm going to infuse, and then you're going to come back. And you're going to infuse. It was like B12 shots, all this other stuff, and of course, a couple uh, pill form medications. Uh, but she said, "I believe you have Crohn's disease." And my family mm. doctor, even before he sent me, thought I had that too. And he he actually thought he goes because uh, he's he's always he's still straight with me and says it, it seems like you have a uh, he didn't say leukemia, but he was pointing that direction of a blood disorder to Crohn's. Some, he knew something's not right. And yeah, could, it, could, could people get diagnosed from Crohn's or that? Yes, when you go to the bathroom over 20 times a day and it's nothing solid, there's blood, well, you're, you're become anemic, you start losing weight, but also top it off with a diet that consists of, like it's not good food and I'm drinking heavily, smoking cigarettes, yeah, that can't be helping the Crohn's. Yeah, it's not helping anything. Especially the bathroom parks. I know a lot of it's you know you go to people have to have like colonoscopy bags. You're, it, it's a lot of time, so that that's the that worst. can't be helping yeah. like drinking and smoking all the time. Oh yeah, I was speaking of worse, but to this day, it's one of those like did I have it or not? Not sure. I I don't even know if I did. As as bad as that sounds, but I I was like yeah whatever, and it took seven months later to say well the red and white counts are coming back normal but i wasn't on any crohn's medication so that's where they they kept it on the chart because well the medication for acute leukemia that we gave you along with these things seemed to balance that out but gi issues didn't get any better they got worse oh no so yeah but but that's why it's like yeah but i don't i was never i never viewed myself as a victim so yeah i went from that to there but i never i stopped well you have out. a good attitude about it that's a scary experience I mean, I, didn't, I never saw a Dr. Kennedy. I saw a Dr. Happy Pants, and I looked him up, and he wasn't even licensed. And I, I don't, there wasn't a hospital. He, I, I don't even want to talk about it. But Well, he, he's he, one of the best back alley abortionists you'll ever find. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dr. Epstein. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. He'll hook you up. He'll pluck you. <laughs> what did you do? After you said it was like a long time before you felt better, you said that it's the white, it's, the white cell counts are low. Did, did you? Was it's, it the medication that like kicked you back into like feeling okay again. Well, once I felt healthy overall was once I got finally had this my first GI doctor where I pretty much mf'd them the whole time. Like put me on prednisone, put me on prednisone, it's gonna work. Start me off at forty, blah blah blah. And he's like, no, no, he's trying to sell me on these other drugs because you get paid off by the drug reps, right? And I lost it. I said. Because you're not going to make any... I said, I'm just going to go online and buy prednisone for $200. He writes me the prescription. I'll put it this way. I, I, like, I hate talking about certain things. but it's like, I, don't, I hate talking like gross stuff. But imagine you go to the bathroom like 15 to 30 times a day, depending on the day. That's a lot. And it's, yeah, and like hardly anything comes out, but it's just not good. It's just it's bad. So, yeah, and then of course. Once, yeah, you go through that for almost 18 months, and then one day you wake up and you're normal again. That's what prednisone did to me. Wow. Yeah, 40 milligrams. You're like a new person. Yeah. Like you just kind of woke up and... Yeah. That's I, going to the bathroom that much is a lot. Like, that's oh, tough. I've become a pro. There's times where, like, I, 
you have to go in your car while you're driving. You have Perel. You have water. You have soap. Whoa. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to have no type of towel you have so you don't sit on it. You got to get the right type of bucket type set. Oh, yeah, I've done this. And, I, you know, sometimes it happens. Like, well, whatever. But it's my attitude. It's not like I'm happy-go-lucky. It's, it goes back to the time I was in the hospital when they didn't know what it was. And they're willing me in for the second test. And this, like... I saw a little girl, that had to be five or six, no, no hair, like no hair oh, at all. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and then the type of times when I had to go to the chemo ward, I'm seeing, like, see people, I don't care if they're 85, like that person's suffering. I yeah, that's like, tough. Yeah, I, I viewed it this way. I, I had a, at that point I was 25 years old, and I said, yeah, you know what, I had a pretty good run. My time is my yes. time, but, but also, and it's not too, dis like, I respect your, you're not religious, but you, you, you're religious, but you're not over-religious. And this is going to make me sound like a, a psychopath. When I had to break news to a couple people that, ah, here's what it is, uh, you know, family members. And I remember one saying, you know, you know I'll, I'm, I'm going to pray. And I just thought about that. I'm like, I'm going to pray. Yeah, I'm like, you know, they meant it, but I thought. How about some uh, money? Yeah, <laughs> No, money doesn't buy happiness. Uh, yes, it does. But, but this is what a psychopath I am. I um, I go to, so there's a there's a little praying area. So this is before I left. Where is this at? Like the hospital? It, yep. There's a place. So that's where people will go. Of course, you have family member dying, and yeah. I go in there. And Matt, you know, I would do this. I did this, but you you're probably not going to be shocked. I said, "Hey, God, if you're real, fuck you and kill me." If you're real, were there people in there? No, no, I did. I would never do that with people around. I, but oh, I said, wow. I was gonna say what? Yeah. I, so what I said was, I didn't, I didn't, I never, I never thanked you for my success because I didn't believe you had anything to do with it. And I'm gonna beat this on my own. So if you're fucking real, kill me tonight. That's what I said. You were at the end of your kind of. Oh, this is rope at this point. Some, did you was, think I, you were gonna die at this point? No. What I thought was like, why? Would that's I, a lot of news. Well, to me, it was, again, it was like, you're sick for so long, they gave you the answer. They could have said four months later, like, okay, at least I have an answer. That was my mindset. Um, but I, I looked at it, it's not, I'm not, that's I'm also, young too, man. That's a, that's a lot to take in at 24 it, or whatever. It, 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 but it's. Like, it's, you should have, you shouldn't have been there kind of thing. That's. It's, you know, some people get, it's but not right. overall, overall, you know, it, it, there's people who have it always far worse than I. And. Yeah. The only re like when it comes to God, I'm not religious, but I'm also I. I put this. I like to, to debate, and however I can't debate, there's no God. That's just me. I'm not an atheist, and I respect people's views for what they are. If somebody believes, they believe, and if yeah, you keep an to, open mind, kind of yes. Thing. And if somebody wants to pray for me, I don't. I think that's respectful of them because they believe so much. They want to pray for me. I accept that. However, my reason of doing that wasn't so. I'm some tough guy. It was. Why would I pray to God when I never thanked him when things were good, but I'm going to come to God when things are bad? No. This is who I am. I got a mother. I got an MF God. This is like, this is a psych me up. That's what it was. Because people think, or some people will think like, yo, they only pray like, uh, my wife calls it like the Santa Claus God. She's like, he's not a Santa Claus God where he asks for wishes when something's wrong. It doesn't like work that way. Kind of thing, and I, I bet going through that time, it's like, what do you do? And, and that's got to be tough with family it, too. Like for me, if so, I'm going oh, through something, and, and people are like, "Oh, it'll be okay," I'm like, I just I don't want to hear anything you're saying right now. I just want you to go away because it's yeah. you know, 
Yeah, I, like I, I couldn't imagine going through that experience. It wasn't. I remember showing a couple of. I saw the paperwork in the car at the uh, at the taping. And it could complete. There's no way. It's like Comcast, by the way, sorry to interrupt for the listeners, is the Philadelphia. Well, you, you, everyone knows what Comcast is. Now, but at the, at yeah. that time, it was like exclusive to like Philadelphia. Yeah, it was more East Coast. And uh, yeah, by the way, that, that was one of the worst. Uh, it was a good set for me. And actually, everybody on the show had a great set. The problem was, it was a, it was a taping that would be on demand, and they give you a DVD of it. However, Comcast, uh, they mic'd the comics. They never mic'd the audience. So that was fun to watch that back. And it's like I'm up on stage, and there's you get a seven-second uh, laugh break, but you hear nothing, and it just looks like I'm, I'm searching around for somebody to laugh. So it's like, okay, so much for, for me sending this out to Booker's uh, – was this a promotional like commercial for like the Atlantic City Comedy Club or something? No, it was just for Comcast to add more original content to their on-demand section. Uh, oh, okay. Back in 2007, they started it, and yeah, it was. Uh, of course, like yeah, I'm a day. Re- I'm a uh, yeah. I'm a full couple hours removed from the hospital. I still got. The, I still have the, the the band on me, uh, just as a joke, really, to the to the boys. Like, yeah, look at this, and. Uh, <laughs> That's so, crazy. The the true hustler though, the true like East Coast worker, like yeah, you know, like, I was just in the uh, fucking hospital. I'm still showing up. Yeah, like I got a show at uh <laughs> at eight. I gotta be there, and yeah, it was uh, uh it was, but again, it was, it was a different time, different guy, kind of. Well, not different so much, but that's how it was. But it's like if you, it's funny. Okay, I want to like we know I was a street kid, kind like not that I was. Okay, I did. We, we grew up differently. We got along. And this is for people who, like, the context of Matt and I. I think we became friends in 10th grade because we both liked the music, like most kids did. But I forget exactly how. It was the guitar. You had a Warlock, yeah. which I thought was, like, the oh, coolest my, thing in the world. Which I got from my guitar teacher, Michael Kelly Smith, who was the former guitarist of the 80s hair metal band Britney Fox, who used to teach me yes. George's music. I was actually talking to somebody recently. I think it was like Chris Hutwell. It was one of our guys from high school. And he was like, who was that band that like Vince knew? He like knew the guy. And I was like, and, and, I, and I, I, I drew a blank. And I was yeah, like, Mike, yeah, I, was it like and I hung out. Riot? I was like, what the fuck was that? Well, it was around 2000, uh, in the early 2000s. I got to hang out with them because they, were, they, were they made a comeback. And it was so funny. Because, okay, and this is my luck, by the way, real quick. Michael Kelly Smith. Guitar, great guitarist, but really great talented guitarist for Britney Fox. So you're thinking 80s hair metal band, this guy must have cool stories. No, this was the lamest guy. His, the lead what, really? Britney, oh, yeah. The lead singer of Britney Fox told me, he goes, yeah, Michael was always a weirdo. This like, is not Vince Neil showing up. Oh, God, this is, this is uh, Andy This Griffith. is Vince Gill showing up. Yes. Uh, no, Andy Griffith. This is really Andy Griffith showing up. <laughs> so, yeah, the lead singer of Britney Fox, uh, I was talking to him, and uh, he says, "Oh yeah, Michael's always a because Michael's always a fucking weirdo." It's like we're in a hotel room banging chicks, and he'd be like holding hands with one, just talking to her around the around the hallways of the of the, of the hotel. <laughs> but, what a but, weirdo! What a yeah, loser! But, yeah, but, but honestly, one of the greatest guys. But he never drank. Wasn't a druggie. Nothing. He just like so. Of all the people in the '80s rock band, like wow, I got like this. You know, they had a they had a platinum record. That's that's freaking cool and. Yeah, this guy's like yeah, they were they were big time for a while. They had like a that, you know, that one hit wonder kind of run type thing. Was, they were local guys, right? I mean, they yes. were yeah. they were mainstream, but weren't they from Philly? 
Part of them were because part of them are actually in a band called Cinderella that disbanded. Part of them, Cinderella stuck around, of course, at a oh, different yeah. member. So Britney Fox is part Cinderella, Cinderella part Britney Fox kind of thing. Cinderella's Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. Great song. In Classic. Road. But yeah, that was... Uh, so yeah, we used to get into uh, playing guitar. And I still remember... Um, like, I guess... Uh, see, when... Like, Mike Kelly Smith would always hype me up. And he's like, you're really... Because like, when I came in and played Pride and Joy for him, and he just... On an acoustic guitar, because I didn't have an electric at the time, his jaw oh. dropped. And like, you, you played... So uh, he was Michael Kelly Smith, real name Michael Shermick. I just looked him up. He was the the first guitar teacher you ever had, right? Yeah, first and only. See, that's pretty amazing to say. See, my guitar teacher, who I love, was named Bob Miles. He was just like a jazz like bar guy. Like, hey, I'm playing the the cartwheel this weekend. You coming down? I'm like, no, I'm 16. I can't. Like, I, he he was great, but like, I wish I had that kind of, you know, like imagine having. That yeah. guy as your well, first. Oh, okay. it, it was great, it was, and he was always played to me. And yeah, he was cool. And um, the Warlock guitar—it's got to be worth money, though. That was a, that was an axe. That thing. That one, not so much, but it's in. It's it's it can work. It's just in pieces because I took it apart when I moved the last time I moved. Because uh, I, I I hardly play anymore. And but yeah, yeah that's how that's how Matt and I uh, got along. But it was. Like I got it. There's there's at least two stories, or actually three stories. There's a, there's a bunch, but okay. These are the first one. I got to get into the Little Mobsters. I have to. Like this is Little Mobsters is for the listeners. Uh, yeah, it was a film, and I say film like you call a golf cart an automobile. <laughs> it was a. It was a. We used my parents' video camera. Vince, myself, Michael Biscardi, and Josh, who have all been on the show before, to. Um, Make this. I'll let Vince tell it, but oh. I still have this, Vince, and I need to send this to you somehow. Yeah, and, and by so here's let's put this into perspective. Um, it's a classic. It's around. I, I want to say it's April of ninety eight. Yeah, it's definitely April ninety eight. I see. I didn't start driving until after graduation of high school. Um, so Matt calls me up now. Now. Th- this is how Matt was. Matt could do this. He goes, hey, man, I'll call you, and he would never call you. Or is yes, the notorious unreliable. Oh, oh, my God. I feel like I've, I've changed over Oh, the, over yeah, you're, you're much better. It's, it's not like, no, no, I'll pick you up on Friday at 8.30. I'm sitting on I my apologize. Step. Yeah, and my mom's like, I thought you were going out. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I was just hanging people outside. People got mad about that. I would be like, yeah, you're, you know, people are like, I'm dying. You only have, like, the kidney that can save me, and the doctor says you don't need it. I was like, yeah, I'll donate it, and I'd forget. <laughs> and there was, like, lawsuits and. Oh, and I, yeah, I, I'm bad but, times. But so he because I believe it was just a phone call, like, "Hey, we're gonna hang out." Even like, I think I was bamboozled. I was tricked. So here's the thing: we got a bunch of 16 year old kids <laughs> on a Saturday, a sunny Saturday in the spring. You would think, "Ah, you're probably gonna go to the mall, try to pick up on girls, right? Like, do Normal some stuff." Fun now here. Hey, we're you're all a good-looking gonna... dude. You know, it's not like you were this fat so that's like, yeah, I'll hang out with you, sure. I was a nerd. I found out recently that there's a couple girls that uh, tripped into me in high school. I thought they were clumsy. It turned out, no, that was a setup. I found out they were talking nasty stuff about me, what they wanted to do to me. I, I believe it. School. I've had girls oh I knew tell me, like, Vince, 
is gorgeous. And I was like, really, Vince? Not not that I didn't think you were. I just you were just a friend. Yeah, why didn't joke you around not, with? I like, didn't, why didn't you, you know. not tell me that? Like, you should have told me that so I could have disappointed him and get all that evilness out of me. <laughs> not, and not pull three ways. No, you cleaned up pretty good. I I feel like you didn't tap into your potential then. Then you, I think you could have like. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a good thing you did it. Yeah, maybe if I had like that bad you sex. You would have been an asshole or something. Yeah, if I had bad sex at 16, not thinking the first girl I was with, like, I'm going to marry this girl. Then I see her, you know, you know, face deep in bush going, all right, maybe she's not marriage material <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> you know, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm not taking her home to meet mom this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go antiquing in New Hope. Yeah, we got to stop pulling these three ways with these other chicks. And it was always chicks, by the way. Not that I'm homophobic. It's just like. Right, of course. Anything. It doesn't do anything for me. It really didn't do anything. You see face deep in bush. It's not really like, hey, let's go gown shopping this weekend. <laughs> yeah, like this is this, this like, you know, don't hold my nephew. I, I know where those hands have been. Um, oh, yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah, you're a bet. You're a bet, man. No, I won. That's a line <laughs> from Little Mobsters, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the best part about Little Mobsters is, and I always. There's no the, script. Yeah, well, this is me. So I. I, up until recently, I thought like I would look back and go, "Man, I really wish I could be the guy I was when I was fifteen and sixteen. I was so nice." And and then yeah. I hear all the stories like, "No, I, I was actually the same kid." Because okay, here's a great thing: Little Mobsters. It's uh, a movie about young guys who are mobsters. That's I all love it. that you say movie too. Like yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, it's it, a but everybody because I do the same thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah, we did this movie, and it was like. Biscarding your basement, I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's we all, and everybody's done these throughout their time. It's part of growing up. It's fun. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, no script. They tell me like what to say, and it's like, okay, it's like. So I remember the first one in my mind, like you know, I'm just going to screw with these guys because they're screwing with me. That's what I was thinking. Like I think these guys are screwing, so I'm going to screw with them. And I remember, and I still have to actually apologize to Mike Biscardi because I feel bad because I know he actually cared about this and he really wanted this to be good. So, so Mike tells me, goes, you know, he's giving me the whole, yeah, well, he, that's how he felt that day. You know, I look back, it's like, you know, I should have just let him feel that way. I really should have. And he says, you know, the whole thing that's is just like, oh, well, I, cause I mean it. And, and he says, you know, I like what your character is. You borrow a lot of money. You can't pay it back. We got to kill you in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, we're 15, <laughs> yes. you know, apparently yeah. we have interest yeah. in the Brooklyn East side, which looks like Pennsylvania, but we're 15-year-old. That hence the name Little Mobsters. Yeah, so we're already running these conglomerate mob operations, but we're 15. Yeah, because we all liked Goodfellas and all those crimes, so it made sense to do it that way. So, yeah, I'm around uh, just like shorter versions of my uncles in worse clothing on a Saturday <laughs> in a basement in New Britain. Uh, this you know, great time. So, the bar was said hi. <laughs> yes. Um so my scene, my first scene is I knock on the door. Hey, I come in. And uh, I got to borrow money from the mob. And that's the setup. So this is me screwing with Mike. And because, uh, uh, yeah, I need a lot of money. I'm, I'm in deep. Because how, how much do you need? I go, uh, I think, what did I say? Like $50. And I think Mike yeah, $50. tries. $50. We're high rollers. Yeah, it was. It was $50. Yeah, I think Mike tries to save those 50 grand or something. I go, no, no, $50. <laughs> I still love that because you fucked with them so bad. You were like, no, I won. Everything he tried to throw at you, you just, I'll let you tell the story, but it, it was gold. I'm going to find it. I forgot that stuff. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you lost. No, I won. Yeah. And, th and then I have to die playing basketball alone. 
<laughs> with no gun right. sh- uh, By the shot way, blood. And, and to the listeners, just to give a perspective of the film, after he borrows money from this basement with, <laughs> with colonial antiques in the back and fresh carpet and a dehumidifier, he's playing basketball at the same house, because obviously it's my parents' house, where he just first met the mob with the lawnmower. And you can still see like my dad lawnmowing in the back. So this is the, the gangster. This is the El, La Cosa Nostra that we portrayed in this movie. It was very dangerous looking. It, it was, uh, it, it, but it was like fun things like that I love. But the, my favorite, like if I have Matt Clark stories, if this is never the, uh, I always joke, because right, I grew up around. Oh, yeah, I know this. A lot of my friends, especially in North Philly, they were black. And they would always, not jokingly, they were like, they would look at me like, ah, oh, man, you're black like us because you're, you're Italian Sicilian. I joke back, like, come on. like, yeah. like You are a good-looking Italian, man. I'm a swarthy Italian. I'm greasy. I still got the hair. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I kind of joke. always had a good set of hair. Yeah, I still do. I'm shocked. I say that respectfully for, as another man. <laughs> like, I, you, your hair is good, man. I still have. I still use the products in Can it. Can I just, touch it? Yeah, it's ten to touch, fifteen to follow. <laughs> uh, but my favorite, like with with me, I I think I was probably the closest you ever had to. And, and I don't say this as a joke or it's to be disrespectful, but closest to having like a black friend, just because yeah, I. Yeah, that's out. pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty accurate. I would say. Yeah, because anytime I don't talk with a black side because I think people like that are, are total jackasses. I grew up around all different types of people, but I always knew I had, like, growing up. These guys. City, yeah. Like, hey, man. It was like, it's, I just, like, I did a lot of city stuff and I still had a city kid in me. It's, and a city thing is that mentality of not that you're tough and you're getting into fights all the time, which it, it happens, but our things, like, I still remember stealing hubcaps. From the seventy four hundred apartments with my black friend Mike, so we would sell them at the scrapyard, so we could use that money to hustle on the basketball courts in Ronhurst. At the age of, I was eleven, and he was See, fourteen. We should have used you as a, a script consultant for <laughs> Little Monsters. Yeah, I, I, I was actually around, uh, you know, that stuff. Right. Yeah. Not Biscardi and I being like, <laughs> how about we pick up you on my mom's minivan, and then yeah. we'll, yeah, let's the George Washington photo in the back. Let's use that. Yeah, and this is the funny thing. Like, this is the setup to like my city roots and all that. And this is the perfect city kid versus the suburban kids, which is like to me, I still live in the suburbs any day of the city. So the year is September of 1999. I have, it's one of the rare days I'm actually semi dressed up because I have debate class. And debate was one of the, like, that was the one class I never got nothing lower than an A. Plus. Mrs. Francois was the greatest influence, one of the greatest teachers, one of the greatest influences. Oh, yeah, I believe I believe that. And she said a great comment to me that I bet if I told her this today, uh, she would probably feel bad because it's true. But I don't feel bad. She she said, "Your skill level is incredible. You'll probably never get married, but it's incredible." Like as a joke. What? I mean, it was a funny joke because I was so good at debating, I would always win. She and said it, that to you. Yeah, but she said said it joking around, and I I thought it was funny. And, and, like, she understood my sense of humor. I got her sense of humor, and I love that she could joke with a kid, like, with that adult sense of humor. Yeah. So I was, I was dressed up semi-decent compared to what I was usually jeans, T-shirt type of kid, or flannel. Matt and, unfortunately, um, he, Is this the Polaroid story? Not the Polaroid. That's next. This was the quick one. This is the CB. We go to a different high school. <laughs> oh, gosh. A classic. So, so Matt and it's... Um, He's no longer with us. Unfortunately, he did 
Dustin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like Dustin was a nice, like supposed to be a nice Jewish kid, right? And Matt's the nice, you know, Catholic kid. <laughs> I'm this like, I'm a funny guy, but I'm also, you know, whatever. <clears throat> I'm st- like, I got the street smart. So, rap- yeah, the best way I could describe, sorry to interrupt, the best way I could describe Vince is like a straight shooter, like the real deal. Like he's funny. You you kind of kept us in our place because I'd be like, okay. hey, no jazz before the rumble. It's like you you grew up going to Catholic school with your parents. Like you still live at home, and I'm just like, forget about it. Yeah, I was the guy because I grew up getting in fist fights. Like I I wasn't afraid to get my ass kicked. It was like because I knew I can get up and, and kick ass right back. So I want to say like I'm going to be yeah, the tr- you're a big dude. It, but but I was never a tough guy in that sense. Like I'm going to hit you. Like I was like yeah whatever. You know, it was just again you hang out with different cultures, different. It's just what it was. Right. So. We, we used to go to this uh, famous place that Tiger Woods used to bang waitresses at called Perkins. And <laughs> we, were, we were supposed to uh, be – like I had study hall, but the study hall uh, security guys were always cool with me. And I would tell them, like, yo, I'm going to – it was like, yeah, whatever. Like, hey, we didn't see it. You're, like, they were, they were cool. So I was up front with them because they were up front with me. So I had that respect. They were always cool. So we ditch. We go to Perkins. And, uh, Badasses. Oh, yeah. And it's the same old, and Matt says, hey, let's go, I think it was to see uh, Biscardi, I believe. Yes, so. yeah, definitely. Because let's see Biscardi. We're, we're basically, we're breaking out of Alcatraz to go to Graterford, like cutting school to go to a yeah. school. And, and, and now, let's put this even deeper in context for people who are younger or listen, you know. The, it's September 1999. That's very important because what happened on April 20th of 1999 was Columbine. So things drastically changed for schools in terms of security. Oh, yeah. So everything's more oh, yeah. up in arms. So now, growing up in the city, we had, um, like, the high school I would have went to already had metal detectors in there in 94, 95. Right? In, well, if I was going to go not, there. Not in White Bread Doylestown. Yeah. Like, it was there. And we didn't have them at West, but security's a little more beefed up. You kind of know what to look for, blah, blah, blah. We go to East. And I'm dressed up. Dustin's dressed up because he's always dressed up. Matt's always dressed up. You're, you had more of that prep look, that Abercrombie <laughs> Fitch look. I'm just fitting the mold. So as we're walking in, I said, guys, anybody stops us, we work for the Intel. We're trying to find a payphone. We're trying to get the new hope. That was, that was going to be That's my, actually that, a very good alibi in oh, hindsight. Yeah, That's yeah, brilliant. Go, yeah, go to Bucks County Community College. We're lost. We have to find a payphone. We need directions to new hope. We have to get because the Intel had they had an office near New Hope. I remember that they used to work for the Intel, selling newspapers door to door. So I had really all this. Oh yeah, I had all this down. So we're in there. I don't get a good vibe right away. And I'm like, oh, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. I'm like, we gotta go. So we go out. We're walking yeah, through the vibe. Oh yeah, we're walking through the parking lot. We're you know it's the sitting ducks. Two security guys come up and go, "Hey, I need your IDs." I'm about to say. Hey, it's okay. We're looking for a payphone. We work for the Intel. Bah, bah. It's, I think it was Dustin who goes, we're just visiting a friend of ours. And I go, this Jew motherfucker. Yeah. Like, this you handcuffed me right now. We're, we're it, trespassing. I go, this mother... Mm. So, yes. <laughs> we, 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 they had go-karts, too, by the way. These were like, if you can imagine the whitest, yes. oh richest God. school in Pennsylvania, it's like their top security. Like they, they weren't they weren't messing around. They like invested money in transportation because like, walking five hundred feet across the parking lot was a stretch for them. So yeah. They had like vehicles, and, and all we could have did was just go, "Nah, it's all right." 
and just, just got in your car and run them over. Right. Yeah. No, that's not right. Yeah. This this is before like cell phones. I mean, really, they they weren't yeah. gonna like call backup. Yeah. So it's we go in there. We now we're like we're we gotta comply. So my thing never worked because I never had a chance. And uh, we're in there. This I forget his name because he was my vice principal at the middle school when I moved uh, from the city to the suburbs. And he's yelling. I'm trying not to laugh. But I think we're all trying not to laugh because like Mr. Hummelberger, some some kind of like whatever. Like you make fifty thousand right. dollars a year. Your wife's four hundred pounds. Like come on now. Yeah, like, yeah, that's just yeah. He, real high, real high class. Yeah, you're nothing. You think it's funny, skipping? I don't even think he knew what the story was. And then the police. Officer I don't even think he was sober. Yeah, well, to get through that type of job, you're definitely drinking in the desk. Oh, you need help. Yeah, for sure. You need a boost. But I remember feeling bad for the cop who was really cool because he's in there like, why am I here? The cop was great because I remember, oh, yeah. yeah, the the police came and the cop was like, I, I remember I one here? of us was like, what's going to happen? And he's like, well, you're going to get a summons to appear in court, but it'll probably come in three days if you want to get it before your parents see it. I'm like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so like, he knew it was a joke that he was there. Yeah, and I, so he get like, I go lay. I, so they go to you, like, like Matt Clark. I like, ba ba ba. Those dudes, I'm looking like these 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 motherfuckers are giving their rip up to me. Here's my social. Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, your name because I don't have ID. Because you you know what. And you're right, Vince. We should have listened to you because, in hindsight, <laughs> we weren't arrested. There was no like handcuffs. We could have said anything. And, and this is this is why I'm glad I went last. Because then I think that light bulb went off in your mind when he gets to me. and goes, "Okay, your name." I said, uh, "Vince Hayes, H A Y E E S." But I, I I give my real address because I need the summons. All right, I need the summons. Give them the real right. address. Twenty five, twenty six, Rand Court, Warrant to PA. Boom, get it all down. So all I do is I get home, I tell my parents. Brilliant. But I do a little bit of a white lie. Because I look, I wasn't I didn't want to go. So I tell them what happened. No. I said, but I made it I made a look I made everybody involved look good. I said, hey, I'm gonna uh, there's gonna be a summons to go to court. Um, You're a good man. Yeah, I said, here's what happened. Matt had to give his friend uh, Mike a hard drive because hard ons. Yeah. Well, that always happened naturally. Of course. To, I said, yeah, I had to give a hard drive to him for the graduation project that we're all oh, doing. And fucking brilliant, man. That's what I said. I said, that's why we had to go there. And I wasn't skipping school because I had study hall and I can leave early. And I said, it's like, oh, and my dad got mad. Like, what? The, they, they call a cop for something like that? I go, yeah. I go, I said, dad, look, technically, we probably shouldn't have gone, but Mike needed it. I'm helping Matt out. He's like, it's a guy. Well, when it comes, we'll go. You know, we go. So we'll call. We'll call Joe. We had a family lawyer, Joe. Oh, I kind of remember that. Was your dad more mad that the cop showed up for something so stupid, or was he mad at you? No, he wasn't mad at me. He's just because my dad's like anti-cop. He's Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> good, good call. So I come up. I'm again typical Italian guy. This is what like this is why like I get mad and, and I don't want anybody like hey, look if you get offended you get offended. I don't care. I, I I'm, I'm just I'm gonna be polite to explain where I come from. When yeah, I say right. when I say, when I say the Jew kid, I say that out of love. Yeah, like, yeah, it, I know. You're not offensive. Like, it's not. A, yeah. It's not meant to be offensive. It is what it is. And, but this is the most crucial thing. Why I bring that up. The 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 Dago from Philly brought the lawyer, but not the Jew. The Jewish <laughs> brought no lawyer. Yeah, what happened there? Where's this so, big oh, shot? The, so this is the best part. 
the lawyer talks to the judge. We're in the room. I'm the first to go in. Because I think you guys went in later. I, I went in like 9.35 was my case. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You were very yeah. buttoned up with this. Oh, God. You were very professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Joe, like, what do I do? <laughs> Joe talks to me. goes, Vince, don't say anything. I'll take care of it. Talks to the judge. Eh, you know, he's trying to help out. Graduation project. And the judge oh, yeah. And the judge goes, hey, look, I got to give him something. $10 fine. Joe's like, okay, that works. I think you motherfuckers got like a $300 fine, detentions. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a big deal. We had to pay. It was, I think it was like two fifty three hundred that I had to pay out of pocket. And it's funny because I remember you getting $10 off. Yeah. It costs more in like fees for the court than your whole like oh. case. Like why even charge you at that point? Well, the best. The, one of the oh, yeah. I had to pay like a big fine. And I got like, I think. Like twenty hours of detention or something. Yeah. I got nailed for that. I was an idiot, you know, because well, Dustin and I are like we're big shots, and it's like, what do I do? Yeah, and here I come, and, and they asked, like, even the judge said, "Oh, it said Hayes on the last name." Go, and I go, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I played yeah, I, don't know. I and I remember I said this, and I said, "Well, I wouldn't lie about my last name if I give the correct address. That wouldn't make sense." Really? Yeah, like, that's why I got. The, that's why I got it set. I'm like, because yeah, I tell my parents it's going to be set, and I come and I was like, oh, they couldn't even get my last name right, but because I gave the cop a fake last that's name. Perfect. And, that, see, and the also, cop's not involved at this point. Oh, it's yeah. not a criminal trial where against, he's showing up. Yeah, it wasn't disrespecting the cop. What it was was to save my ass at CB West because they're going, well, who's the third guy? We see a Vince, but the last name's Hayes. Doesn't exist. But, yeah, but I know Vince Cummings hangs out with him, but they're not a Vince Hayes. Perfect. It works. Oh, and that think- was actually a brilliant story because so many things were going through my head. I was, you know, we we're like 17, 18, you know, I wasn't even, I don't think I was 18 yet. And yeah, it was just like, what? 17. What's that? Yeah, we we're all 17. And also on top of it, this, what, what are we going to do? The funniest thing about that whole situation was it was always Dustin would talk the most. Shit, like oh, I know Joey Marlino. I'm like, I wouldn't brag about that. Uh, didn't didn't know him, and I loved yeah. Dustin, but he had his problems. He, uh, but yeah, he, there was only yeah. I'll let you go on. It, it, it was very all. like, hey, we watch Goodfellas. Let's yeah. talk like it. Matt works at a pizza shop. Let's do it. But the second the shit hits the fan, yeah. I was actually really scared. I was going to get like jail time. I didn't know what was. I was a kid. I didn't know what was going on. I was and like, I'm, the cops showed up. Yeah, and I'm over here like, oh, yeah, it's nothing. I used to steal hubcaps uh, with a black. <laughs> Yeah. We should so, listen to you. Yeah, like you, that's why diversity. you were cold as a cucumber too. Oh. I remember that day. I remember yeah. Sean Ufola and Mike Biscardi like looking at us like through like another window from the lunchroom. Like, oh my gosh! And you like never broke a sweat. I'm and like, I was yeah, just what? like hail marys in the head. Like, what's going I'm, on? I take care of my father. Uh, I got, good thing he doesn't know technology. You hate for me to tell the story, but it's a funny story uh, to me anyway. When I was five. My dad was involved in something. He got cleared of all charges. Yeah, they found a gun that was involved in a murder on him. The FBI came to our house in 1986. I remember the FBI agent looked like this Indian dude opened up my door and just checking that there was kids in the house. And I remember sneaking down the, like a little bit of the stairway crack because we lived in Northeast Philly. It was a townhome. It was sure. Saw, I'm not shitting you. There were seven FBI agents. What? Putting my dad in handcuffs because my dad was a big guy. They thought he was going to pull some shit. So that's where, like, I get my dean, I get my swagger from my dad with that shit. That's like, scary. Yeah, well, yeah, he was a he was back home. What, uh, were the, what, what was he being arrested for? I didn't. Well, it was a, they somehow found a gun that had you know involved in a murder. Oh, they found a they found a gun that he he owned. 
Well, it was that somehow it was in his possession involving a murder. I I think somebody just misplaced it. He was home by dinner. You crying as a little kid? No, I was like, yeah, what was up with that? <laughs> like, I didn't really know what was going on, and uh, I did, but I always remember that memory. I remember how, like it was sunny that day, that morning. But yeah, he was yeah. home by he was home by dinner. But that's where I get my coolness from of that like under pressure. Joe, the lawyer got him off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, oh, what? Oh, oh, we're we're in uh we're in Whitesville, uh, CB East. Yeah, we'll be fine. But yeah, that's that. It was t- basically Grover's Quarters. Yeah, it, it was. It was more funny to watch you guys freak out and me go like, "Yeah, this is like." That's why I'm glad I went last. What am I gonna do? Yeah, that's why I'm so happy because I by me going last, and I was just I was hoping no, you guys weren't gonna rattle me or laugh when I gave the last day. But I knew, like, you kind of knew. No. Like, it was almost that light bulb did go off in your head. Like, oh man, I should have thought of that. <laughs> I wish I thought of that. I wish because I, I didn't understand like what was happening. Oh, I knew once we were going in there, I already knew what I was gonna do. Well, cops are going to come. We had to take a statement. You were measured and oh. calculated. I was like, yeah, I know. All we had to do was, like, I'm not saying it was, it was going to work, the, the newspaper story that would work for them, but it was a shot. It was a shot. It, and, worked, it worked out well. You got off with a $10 a ten, fine and a $10 no trouble. Fine. Yeah, I was good. I was the golden child at that point. Well, see, because I had repercussions, not just the money, which you're, sucked. Oh, you're, you're Three hundred dollars at seventeen is like five grand today. It's it's like a lot, you know, for a kid. It's it's it, it's a big. It's like, it was like your whole paycheck at the time. I think I made like three hundred dollars paycheck. Was Mrs. Clark not too happy with you? I don't think they ever knew. You, you that was tell, the one thing I pulled off. Was you didn't, you didn't tell Deborah? Because no, I, I I actually pulled that off where they didn't know. But everything else sucked. I mean, I, I remember coming back to the high to our high school, and like the security guards were just like, "Here they are, we got them." I'm like, but you, somebody like radio this in. I guess they but, called or something. You they know told- what? Though to look back even further, uh, I don't know if I ever really thanked you guys or maybe I just I I, I was a little <laughs> cocky. But you never ratted on me. You never did, and you could have. Like Dustin was the one I, I couldn't trust. I thought he was going to rat on me. I, you know, I would think he would too. Uh, and he and he never under did. the pressure. No. Yeah, and they asked like, "Was was who's the third guy? Who's the third guy?" Like, I don't know. Yeah, they were trying to get that out of us. I remember. Oh, they were, yeah, they sat us down, and I was just like, Ugh, come, "Can I go back to class, or yeah, can you no, suspend the, me, or something?" Uh, yeah, I remember. I think it was like before. Well, yeah, before graduation, um, the head security officer, who's actually, he really was a nice guy. Yeah, and, yeah, and I and I said because he, I had a bunch of detentions. He just waved them off. He's like, "Just take this trash out of there. I'll clear everything." And I told him, "Yeah, they worked stuff. with you." Yeah, oh, because I was up front, and I remember I told him, "I said, hey, look, uh, I was the third guy east because I, I had a feeling it was you." And I said, "Here's what," and he admired what I did. He's like that. He, he thought that that was pretty brilliant. That was, like, that was that was brilliant. Yeah, and then he asked, like, wait, did you do anything else here that I should know of? I was like, no, I'll give you, but I said, I'll give you this advice. When I would sneak out and take SEPTA home, I used, I told them what door I would use at what time, because I tracked their security. When they would leave their routes, I, tra- I knew their routes. I said, switch up your routes, but look for that door. And I said, check the uh, oh. SEPTA. I said, yeah, check uh, bus stop 55 for the SEPTA, because I lived in the Warrington Village at the time. I said, it drops me off right there. I didn't drive. That's how I would get home. I would be in town. So also check the SEPTA stop as well. And I remember he was writing it down. I was like, all right. I was like, hey. He I'm was taking it. notes. Yeah, I was like, dude, I'm out of here. Let everybody else figure out the new stuff. 
See, that's a cool, you know, kind of story. Like as oh, funny as it was for for being that young and pulling that off, it was re- because it. it I, I remember I, I got so many hours of detention, and I I never really got any detentions in high school. But twelfth grade, I just like fucked off, and that we was all it. Kind of did, yeah. We all because we're almost out of there. And the 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 funniest, like ha- again, hanging around because I was on this different. I, I almost led two different lives in some ways. I had my friends in North Philly, and I had I was. I had a different life there. And I was, I was the same guy, but a different life kind of thing. And then I'm hanging around people like you, people like Sean, like all of our friends. It's like, and I, I appreciated both, but I learned so much from all. But I remember the summer of, it was summer 2000. We just graduated. And again, I'm like, I summer kept, of dreams. Oh, I, and I, again, I kept all these secrets. Not that I, received, it was, I just didn't want to be a failure. So I didn't tell people like where I was going to go. I was also still trying to make it in music, and I kind of was to a little extent. Yeah, you did. You had a lot of good stuff, bro, and you're very talented to the listeners. Uh, I don't know if you have anything posted online, but I No, I, think I never will. Uh, those days are like, it's all I ever wanted to do is just be the guy who could write a song for somebody and n- never have my face shown. That was me. Like, that's all I wanted, and that's what I was trying to do in 2000. But in the summer of 2000 was um, hanging out. Okay, I, I'll, I'll tell the dream. I'll tell a quick side story that you may not know about. That's now it can't get me in trouble because the statute of limitations has passed on it. I was really good at giving horrible, like advice, like great advice, but it would be horrible. But thinking nobody's ever going to use this. But if you ever had to do this, this is what I would do. The second, the the second week after Columbine, I got to tell this story to get to this one because it, it, it matches up. This is the this is not the Dick story. Yeah, not, it's coming to that, though. It was like, yeah, it was like first week of May. I'm, for whatever reason, like one of those days, I was, I was friends with almost everybody. I got along with everybody. I was sitting at the more popular table one day. Ooh, and, an aristocrat. Uh, yeah, and I, but I was also being me. This, and then looking back, like these were the type of girls that actually wanted me to hang out with them. And uh, they're saying like, oh, man, it's like, it stinks. Like it's senior ditch day, but there's nothing for juniors. And I, was, and I said... Well, if you want to get off from school, just like write everybody's names down that you want off, put like a hit list, and just drop it by the door of like principal's office, vice principal. They're going to think it's a, a hit list, and they would have to like keep you at home because of the school shooting in Colorado. I just said it like it was nothing. I'm a fu- like, dude, I'm a. I remember I somebody doing yep. that. Yep. Well, guess whose idea it was? I can say it wow. now. Yep. I feel bad about Thanks it. Thanks for the day off. Oh God, I felt really bad. I'm like, holy, oh my God, they actually did it? Like, again, I was a naive, I was still nerdy. Who, who did it? Was it a boy or a girl? You don't have to tell the name, obviously. I actually don't know who did it. Uh, I want to say it was uh, the dumb Dago kid. I never liked uh, this kid, Mike Salvo. I think I was. Oh, I believe that. I can get it. I would, I would buy that. But at the same time, the names were spelled correctly, so it couldn't have been him. So no. I had to be oh, then definitely yeah. not. But he was, he was at the table. Um, but yeah, it was a real popular kids, but Hey, I didn't get any heat for it, but I did feel bad. So yeah. again, I'm the guy who comes up like, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if it, so it's a day off though. Right. We had a, I oh, think I, I went skiing that day. Yeah. A lot of people had days off. I was like, it's like, Hey, they, they took, but I said, again, I felt really bad. <laughs> um, so we flash forward now a year later, right? It's the year 2000. We, so we didn't, not a lot of people had a cell phone or if they did, it didn't come with a camera. Um, I'm, this is also 18-year-old uh, Vince who uh, 
thinks he really likes a girl and then he feels all heartbroken. Um, there's a girl that I liked. You're a sensitive. It was a sensitive time. Oh God, I just remember this girl that I liked. Um, I was. Oh God, I'll tell. It's so embarrassing for me to say this too, but I'll do it because like I'm always going to be me. Um, she, I oh God, I was like I was in love. I was like, oh, she's so pretty, and like she tells me, she takes me, yeah, she takes me to a park. To say, like, you know, I don't want to have a relationship, but we can still do other stuff. Like, she wants, like, and, and, and here's my response. Like, but I love you. Like, I'm thinking, if I say I love her, she'll definitely want to be with me. She's like, no, but, like, I care, but it's like, I can't, because I'm going to go to college. Like, okay. But, hey, I can still be her friend. I was actually happy with that. Like, yeah, you know, because I didn't do much with her. Because I was, just, like, so infatuated. Like, oh, my gosh, she's the prettiest girl. Anyway. She shows up with the ugliest guy I ever Ugh. saw. This, this kid who I went to middle school with. He looked like a former 76ers player. Who, uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. He was, he was considered one of the ugliest basketball players of all time. Uh, <laughs> one of, I swear, this guy, Tyrone Hill. Sean looked, Bradley. No, no. He looked like the white version of Tyrone Hill. Look up Tyrone Hill 76ers. Picture him white. Just, just mess with the uh, exposure. Let's see. And that's what this guy looked like. And she shows up with him. Ooh. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So He's a looker. Oh, God. Ugly, ugliest dude of all time. <laughs> so she shows up with him. And now I'm like, I'm really hard. Like, oh, my gosh. It's like, she's with an ugly guy. Yeah. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. It, so we drink and we drink. Because that's what you do when you're 18. Like, ah, nobody likes me. The Jewish yeah, girl doesn't like me. So. <laughs> Um, we're going to have to go in a minute, but yeah. I want to bring up one more thing, Vince, that I, I wanted to ask you about. This is very important to me, very important to all of us, is many people, whether you're from Philadelphia or not, enjoy this film, Rocky. Uh, I love it myself. I also understand its flaws. I'm not a well, blind yeah. fan that's like, oh, it's the greatest. It's, and Sylvester Stallone has always been very good at creating characters. He, still, even the last Rambo, I thought he created some of the best bad guys, you know, best villains. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, He's a, he is a national treasure. But you have a very interesting perspective yeah, let, let me on put Rocky. It I'll just give you mine, because mine comes a little bit weird. Again, you grew up in an Italian household. My, my background is mostly filled Italian, Sicilian, a little bit of Portuguese. I think I got a smidge of Irish. I don't count that shit. That's dirty to me. Like, it's I'll dirty take, to you. You're a true yeah, Italian. I'll, I'll take African-American, Puerto Rican over Irish any day of the week. Any d- over Irish? Dude, I converted to Judaism out of spite to Catholicism. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I did that I, in 2007. I go, if there's an afterlife, I'm going with the chosen people. And I don't practice this shit. I don't wear my beanie. But like, if, beanie. I'm gonna, yeah, if I'm going to die, it's a reform. Like, I joined the reform Judaism. Um, so you're, you're committed. Kind of like, so, you're an Italian like, man to the core, to the blood. Yeah, it's just I, the religious thing was if I'm not sold on that, but I actually more identify with Judaism. But again, young kid growing up in the city of Philadelphia, Italian household. I watched Rocky for the first time. I tell you this much: I rooted for Apollo, and I'll tell you why. Yes, here's why. Okay, so Please. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to like Rocky because he's Italian. No, I'm supposed to like the the guy who can't read at a second grade level, breaks people's legs because he's stupid. <laughs> Bangs a, like a, a South Philly two at a pet shop, like that's my role model. That's the guy I'm supposed to like him. And, like everything's like, that is that always did kind of bother me. Like good looking guy, tough guy. He's in this life. 
and then the pet shop Adrian, who doesn't but, talk, is like that's the one that he's like going after. But it's also realistic. Like that's the thing. Like I'll go to the realistic castle shows that Rocky's like, dude, like dude. I dated a girl who's overweight. This Polish girl, right? Way overweight. Had a bad. I, I stopped having sex with her two months in the relationship. I was making up excuses. Like when I found out I had colon rectal cancer in 2017, I was like, "Thank God, I don't gotta fuck this bitch for at least another can't, year." You can't do it. Like I got like, but I never told her. But she knew I was really sick anyway. I went through different surgeries for my Crohn's, but like I, I didn't. But I was glad. But like, it's a valid not, excuse. Yeah, like she she pretty face, but just see, like she had a like her left hit was lopsided, and her like and I'm like it's the equivalent of the guy who's always driving around a Mercedes and BMW or Ferrari. And it's like here's this Mazda. Why is the front door missing? I don't know, but it has a great personality, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Yeah, so, sure, let's do but, it. But that was the equivalent of Rocky, where it's like Rocky's like he's not, he wants somebody he can connect with because he feels like there's something else missing besides the, you know that fight. Yeah, and that's where that part's really. But the rest of the movie's like like Rocky three is probably I, that's the one I don't like. Rocky, here's why I don't like Rocky. There's one scene I like about Rocky three. One thing is when Mr. T uh, tries to have sex with Adrian, like pretty much wants to have sex with her in front of Rocky. Like, hey woman, hey woman. Yeah, what was man? that about? What, what, oh, what like, did you expect to happen? Yeah, and like, and, and this is the only like that was the more fakest thing about Rocky Three. Like, the real if Rocky was a real character, he would have dropped more M bombs in front of Mister T in front of that crowd at the Army. Oh Museum. yeah. Anyway, you don't talk to her that way. It's like, is that what you're gonna? Is that what you're gonna say? And then when Mister T wins the championship, like he wins right. the belt. Oh, like the at this part is just so weird where he goes, he's he's raises his hands up. And he goes, eh, eh. That's all he does. It's like what? It's like what, what? Who told him to do that? Like what was the direction? Like yeah, just just go eh, the whole time. Like but yeah, Rocky in general is always. It, it's the here's what I, it's the, and this is what I've learned, Matt. The movies are great. Break it okay? down. Yeah, educate, educate me. I think what it is, it's the. I don't like the people who like Rocky quotes. That's what it's always like. It's the dude yes. who, who like posts like, yo, life ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Like the same dude that works at Midas for $10 right. an hour. So you post that like, yeah, dang, you know, like Rocky. I'm like Rocky. Like when life gets like it beats me down, I just get back up again. Like, no, yeah, no, you see, that. you see that a lot. You see the guy that's, you know, trying to, uh, Word about, you know, you meant fixing your muffler. And then you see that, like, post, and it's like, yeah, set, set the bar high, man. Yeah, so, and, and then there's the, like, the great Eddie Murphy uh, thing, is, I believe was true, about, I'll context to his joke, I won't tell his joke, but he has a great joke about it from Raw, I believe it was from Raw, where... Oh, yeah. Rocky gave, uh, you know, all these white guys uh, hope that <laughs> because he beats up a black guy. That's true. He only fights... He, he non-white men. The the Russian and Tommy Gunn, and uh, like Rocky Five was. I, I I remember I I have a great memory of Rocky Five because uh, I was in third grade when that came out. My aunt Louise took me with uh, her nephews, my friend EJ. We go to the theater, and I remember freaking out because she picks me up from Resurrection of Our Lord School in Northeast Philly, and for whatever reason, my I. Yeah, my sister wanted to take my school bag home. Like, no, don't take my school bag home because my report card's in there. And they know I just got it today. Shit, I didn't think ahead. Ugh, shit. 
Yeah, you're freaking out. Yeah, so I couldn't really enjoy Rocky Five, but even if it was good, I couldn't enjoy it. And then when I got uh, home, yeah, I don't think you could enjoy that regardless. Yeah, but I remember when I got home, I saw that report card on the coffee table, like, oh. ugh, like ugh. And then I saw a shitty movie, and now I'm gonna get slapped around. That's the worst day. And and Rocky Four, if you remember, Rocky. 4. And I love the Rocky series, but I, I'll be the first to criticize Rocky Four. The kids like seven yes. years old, six years old. Rocky Five takes place the same night as Rocky yeah, Four ends. Sasha Stallone, who passed away a couple years ago. Sage Stallone, yeah. yeah Sage Stallone, yes, and uh, he because he takes over the role. But yeah, it's like a quick turnaround because it, it's a week later after the fight from '85 or '86 to now it's 1990, but it's still supposed to be yeah whatever. Um, but yeah, but also Rocky Four. The thing with the like, robot, Paul, yeah, Paul and the robot. It's like one of the, like I know there's certain. Like throwaway things in movies, they kind of like yeah, it was like a little throwaway. That was just like Paulie had sex with that robot, a hundred percent. It's like and, and, then, and then the other thing, Paulie, the South Philly Goomba, somehow knew how to program, reprogram <laughs> a robot. Paulie, who used to try to work for the mob, a half-assed mobster. Paulie was such a half-assed himself. The half-assed mobster wouldn't hire Paulie. Hot wires a robot so it could talk sexy to him, so he could stick his Italian penis in it. Paulie, who brings beers into the <laughs> men's room and tries to comb his hair in yes. a broken shard of glass, not only <laughs> understands the robot but can and has sex with it, but can reprogram it. Paulie, who sets up his half autistic sister with a guy with a huge penis, because we all know Rocky had a huge penis. Oh yeah, to get to get impaled by the same Paulie to get destroyed. Yeah, the same Paulie, by the way. That's the same Paulie. Okay. He hot wires a robot. Okay. And it, it, it wasn't only implied that he did it. it. He, like, admitted to it. He's like, oh, I got my ways. I, you know, I did it, Rock. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, what do you, who wrote this? Yeah, and, and the whole time Carl Weathers has to be off the set going, so, okay, I'm written off this series, <laughs> but, but Paulie. Who's having sex with the robot? He gets to stay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm written okay. off here. I died, but uh, you know, let's. Uh, yeah, and a, we'll, we'll have and a, Bert, Bert Young. And of course, to end it real quick, like this is not. I, I don't have any bit of white guilt at all. But like typical, when I saw Creed, I go, wait a second. Of course, you gotta have the black guy had the kid out of wedlock shit. Like you couldn't just like he couldn't just be a legit. He had to be a love child. Yeah, they have to like, amp it up. Is, that's why I won't watch, like, I, I criticize movies like Green Book and The Help, because, like, those are movies for white people to feel good about themselves. Like, you right. see, yeah, it's you true. See, see, black people need us because it's like, no, no, they don't. No, they, Stop. yeah, you might as well just, just watch Dances with Wolves and yeah, you, enjoy like, your, your night. Like, all people can speak for themselves, especially people, if they happen to be black, they can, like, don't, stop being their interpreter. They don't need you fucking susan like you gotta stop with that shit yeah it's virtue signaling it's like well I i'm more offended than black people so look uh, i've watched the help i'm i'm righteous yeah it's the same girl who sucked a black cock at like temple university and all that <laughs> came with like a, a associate's degree in african-american studies like no yeah it's just don't trigger her yeah treat people as people as their character no matter exactly. what like that's why i always say that when people talk about well oh, diversity is great like you've never been around it i have 
like that's why I joke around. My sense of humor is maybe morbid, maybe dark, whatever. I always make the joke like, dude, I got in fistfights. It wasn't around my Jewish friends. It was around my black friends because we hang out, hung out with a lot of bad people. But that's the areas they were from. It was yes. no for their own. But I also had like dirty Irish friends in Philly. We did dirty Irish stuff as well. They would steal cigarettes at 12 at 7-Eleven. Yeah, Shlomo isn't, isn't <laughs> backing you up in the fistfight in the, in the bathroom. Yeah, it's like, you know what I always say to people, too, is you know, what drives me crazy is with the whole like virtue signaling and things like that when people are like, oh, I don't see color. It's like, were you an idiot? I, yeah. I see colors. I see all of them. Yeah. They're all beautiful. They're all different. Yeah, you know, like, I, I want to see colors. I don't want to see black and white or gray everywhere. That's, uh, you're living in a fantasy world. It's supposed to really be, like, a person with intellect would say, I don't judge somebody's color based on their color. That's how it's supposed to be. But saying, oh, I don't see color. No, I see color. I just don't prejudge somebody based on their skin tone. Now, would I base somebody, would I prejudge somebody based on an accent? Yeah, I probably will. Like, ah, oh, man, it's going to be a tough conversation. That's just human nature. Right. If you have 29 letters in your last name yeah. and only two vowels, you're an asshole. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you know it's not going to be easy. What you're up, but that's just how it is. And it's like vice versa. But at the same time, Sure. I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to treat this person like a piece of shit the whole time. Like, it's just, we have that human nature, but at the same time, it's always been the simple. When you're really around different people, and true diversity to me is not so much your ethnicity, it's really what's in your mind and how you think. And if you can learn to see, I could be friends with somebody who supports Biden, and I could be somebody who's friends who supports Trump. As long as both can admit the good and bad from both, uh, personally, I can't see any I I have a lot of issues with Biden, just based on his record. Same with Harris. Sure. Yeah. I think, yeah. We we try to say no old white man, no more cops. Well, you hired a, a lawyer and you hired a racist white guy, and one and then a lawyer who tried to throw out DNA evidence from a black dude. So it's like that's the stuff that bothers me. And then you have a guy illegal war in Syria. My thing is this: if right. you support either one, but however, you say I just want the country to get to this harmony. As long as we might have different paths to get there, I can respect that. That's why, like, that's always been my thing with when it comes to politics. It, we might have a different. I'm probably, if anything, right now. I mean, and I say this right now, but I think I've always been. I, I call myself. I'm not progressive. I'm a logical progressive. And if I had to label myself, that's what I am because I don't want war. I want true equality, meaning the one percent gets treated like the ninety-nine percent. Whatever crime, you know, if you. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, South, I'm with you, man. Hundred percent. And that's all it is. But going back to Rocky, real quick, that's why it's true. Like it's it's movies like that. We mock them, we make fun of them, but it's also we need that like that bullshit to have that escape. And that's why it's like I'll put on Rocky. Like I watched Rocky five two two weeks ago. I'm like, dude, this is still like I know it's not great, but man, is it good? It and is good. Yeah. Hey, you knock him down. Why don't you yeah. try knocking me down now? You know what's weird? The director's cut, they totally blow each other. The director's cut? Yeah, it's a very they weird... They actually made one? Yeah, yeah, they just start blowing each other, but... I love I, it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Tom, that's how Tommy Gunn got AIDS. And then didn't have it. Yeah, because Rocky had a cure. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I will just say on the whole, like, Biden-Trump thing is... I Whoever you support is fine. It's great. I don't want to judge that. But I do agree with you. It's like, admit, like, faults on both sides. The, the, the whole blind, no matter who you support, I don't care. But the whole blind, like, they're right. Everything they do is defendable. Yeah. Well, and everything they did is wrong. It's like, really? Was, like, was, you'd be a terrible lawyer. That was the reason, um, like, there's, I'll tell you what I liked about Trump. The one thing I always, 
I'll, you know, I'll say this much. Didn't vote for him, but I fucking loved him when he went on ABC News and called out the industrial military complex for being the scumbags they were. And I thought, oh my God, this I, guy. I agree. Yeah, I was like, this guy's going to get killed. Like, Kennedy got killed a, a month after he called out the government on national TV. I'm like, no. But, like, Trump does some stupid shit, right? Whatever. I don't care what he says on Twitter. My whole thing was, okay, what's his policies? Is he doing something there? The only thing I just didn't like about, and I won't respect about him is if you thought Mike Pence was going to screw you, which I said he was going to screw him since 2016, and Mitch McConnell, like, you don't see that? Like, come on. Yeah, all, absolutely. And, come on. and the simplest thing of why I could never say, oh, I hated Trump, I'll give this, this is, to me is, I'm going to give great advice about anything. If somebody, if people are talking about somebody negatively all the time, don't look at the person talking about negatively. Look at the people talking negatively about the person. So when people I never respected were talking negatively about Trump, like, hmm, that's weird. These corrupt people are somehow like, if this guy's that stupid, right? If he's that dumb, why are you fearful? That was always the biggest you know, That's a good point. Him. Yeah, what's what? What are you afraid of? Yeah, like what is he gonna do? Like I knew he's never gonna drain the swamp. The whole like build the no. wall. The build the wall thing was like, and he does he does a little bit of a racist tirade in the beginning of that whole thing. And I view that this way. It's not me giving him the pass. Like, dude, the guy came from, like he he knew Vince McMahon. He's done business with WWE. He's that he's the promoter. He, that's the, him cutting a promo going. I know how to get. So Obama got the. You, the, you have to play it up. You know, yeah. you got to pander. Obama got the dumb white people in 08 in 2012. So Trump's like, I got to get these hillbillies. So how does this rich dude from New York relate to these hillbillies? Dude, Mexicans. There we go. Yeah, but you know what? Let's call them rapist. Let's call And that's all it was. Like, he's like, eat it. Like, that's, that's how I viewed it. Yeah, like, I did too. It was blown way out of proportion. It was, you know, you have to pander a little bit. You have to say certain things. And, you know, uh, it's it was yeah it was just blown way I, overboard. I will and now if Trump runs in twenty twenty four. I will only vote for him for one thing and one thing only. This is why I shouldn't vote again. I shouldn't vote if he if he just comes out at a press conference and goes yeah Mike Pence's wife just fat just a fat whore. You see her like, how, like Pence is definitely a gay. He's gay. Please <laughs> God look at oh God oh I just if if Trump just mocked Mike Pence for thirty minutes in Fauci I'm like okay you know what. I don't care what he's going to do. I know I shouldn't vote for him based on that, but I'm going to vote for him. That's, vote for him. that's why. That's why the. That's why the media misses him because he's not like we have Biden up there just going. Uh, yeah, oh, today. they made so much money off of the the sound bites and and social media and things like that. It was it's crazy. There was no, there's nothing to report. We're back and, to shootings again. Yeah, well, it's it, it, again that's a whole big thing of like. And people are making it about race again. Look, hey, how about it doesn't matter? Like, there's, of course, context to that. But <laughs> how about the real issues? Not so much the gun so much. Well, when you create this hate, this, this storm of hate, and it's us versus them. And it's funny. We now want to talk less about Syria when it hits home when, because the wrong type of people were killed, by the way, by the wrong shooter. That's why we're not talking about that. But the illegal attack right. being done in Syria, which do bothered me very much. Yeah. Because it that is was, a legal attack. Was... And by the way, that also happened during the Trump administration. Uh, happened during the Obama administration. It, yeah, it happens during all of them. It's just a way to it's not a war the crime muscles now. a little bit. It, yeah, it's not the full war crime. Obama committed many. Obama actually dropped so many bombs in 2014 they ran out of bombs. That's a real story, by the way. Uh, you can find that. A lot anywhere. of bombs in Syria. Yeah, and that whole bombing story was written by a liberal paper. So it wasn't some far-right lunatic. 
But it's again, it's the politics is don't look. Best advice I always give people is when it comes to politics, don't root for it like it's the New York Yankees. Don't live and die by one party or whatever. I mean, I have look. I have people I like. There's only two that I really like, and it's okay. I don't give a shit. It's, it's Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Gang. Those two I like. I don't agree with a lot of their stuff, but I agree to enough to, to what I don't agree with. Like, okay, I see their point. But I like them because... Uh, I'm with you on that mind. one, too. Yeah, especially Tulsi... Look, when, when, when ugly like Hillary Clinton calls her out as a Russian asset, I'm like, oh, Tulsi Gabbard's good then. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's of like... Of course, those, it fits the narrative. Yeah, it's... And, and of course, your governor out there is kind of... Like, he looks like every evil villain from a bad 90s movie with that... He really yeah, does. I think he was in Crocodile Dundee too. Is like one of the gangs that like go to Australia, and they always say buttoned-up things right before the scene cuts. Like, I want him alive. Yeah. It's yeah, like, but, what do you do between scenes? Do you guys like hanging out? Like, what? Yeah. Everything's so dramatic. Do you guys just ever have like a day like, yo, I, I gotta use the John. Like, I'll be back. And it's like, you got another smoke. It's like it's fucking hot out here. It's always these like deep. That's how that's how Newsom is. It's always just like. We're gonna make things right again. His voice is always getting hoarse. Yeah, okay. He's always yeah. screaming at people like, oh. "Hey guys, like Don Corleone." I went to that day spa to get a hand release. <laughs> you know, not not for me, but for you, so I can for better you. serve you as your governor. Okay, just want to hey, help you. Yeah, I'm doing. Hey, hey, we're all in this together. Remember the slogan? I was wearing a mask, by the way, when I was getting tugged off. Okay, and yeah, so you did the right thing. And so is Sashi. And by the way, her 12th birthday is tomorrow, and she's going to ship back to Tokyo. Okay? But I'm going to do everything we can you know, to help you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's brilliant. Just, he's a national treasure. Yeah, it's like, he's, he's like Fauci. Fauci, I don't see, I, don't, I can't stand Fauci. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about the science. And I love, I, I, I love, I don't love anything about him. I listen to everything he says, and I've done everything I should during this pandemic. That's why I never got it. And, you know, I play by the rules. So I'm not. I believe it. I believe it all. My problem with Fauci is he's such a fucking wet blanket. Well, it's no, always not only that. There's it's always a, like wear masks forever. Well, and, and you know, putting, they came out this week with something about um, the you know people not wearing masks, and he goes, "This is very bad because then people won't believe about the vaccines and there's variants." It's like, well, how about some fucking good news? Can we just be happy for a fucking minute about the here's, progress? Here's the real truth about the mask. When I say the real truth, unless the UCL. UCLA uh, medical book. ACLU? Uh, no, that, that one's just going to say everything, uh, you know, this certain group oh, yeah, do yeah. is wrong. <clears throat> I have a UCLA uh, medical book, textbook. It's just for the modern medicine. It's just, it's more of like a reference. So masks are to stop bacteria, as they always have been, not viruses. Masks are not effective. They're not, they're not at the 25% mark or higher effective for this virus. By the way, the virus is still at a 0.12 uh, strain level, which means it shoots up in the air very quickly. Uh, I'm not saying masks yeah, are 100% okay. ineffective, no. but at the same time, put it this way, they use the line from Eminem. Uh, you wear a bulletproof vest while you shoot yourself in the head. That's yeah, what a mask is. It's true. It's I mean, not... look, at, look, look at the L.A. during the, the months of November through January. I mean, masks are mandatory. You're, you, you couldn't see a person without one, and it, the cases were skyrocketing well, the like, reason be crazy. There's a couple reasons. Not conspiracy. I don't believe in that stuff. But I know knew here in PA was uh, complete bullshit for one. So the quick so Pennsylvania over it was about nine months ago. 
they said, when we do our testing results, it's always two days after. So if somebody gets tested, when tests are done on Monday, we release those results on Wednesday. Yeah. So The laser, it, it messes up the numbers. Yeah, well, it's, it's really just so they're doing the right due diligence. This one I knew was bullshit. We had a horrible uh, blizzard. Like, it snowed for two and a half days. Somehow, on a Tuesday, because the numbers come out. These numbers on Tuesday. Somehow, the COVID test, people went out for COVID tests during a 22-inch snowstorm. Yeah, how's that happen? Yeah, I was curious. I, I wonder if uh, Levine um, or Wolf had, you know, spiked the numbers on purpose. But yeah, when I saw that, and then it's it's just all of a sudden it dips down. Like I, that's what I knew. And plus, it was two and a half days, bad weather. So, so let me. And who's going out for a test? I'll tell you, the, the two main people are, are these sissies. White. Okay, I'm going to make it about color. White suburban sissies who are afraid of everything, and, they, and this virus is political because it always has been because they made it that way. And older people, and it's definitely older people because they are frightened. And I understand it. I really do. Yeah, I, they're very afraid. That's why. And I get it. I have a compromised immune system, but uh, why I don't like, I still roll around on a mat with people. Um, we're not wearing a mask. You know how much strange vagina has been in my mouth? <laughs> like, like, and I never caught a thing. You think I'm going to, like, like that's going to say, I beat cancer twice. Like, you think uh, coronavirus, I'm like, okay, it's, what? Yeah, it's not going to take you down. Like, if it, like, dude, if that's the one, like, I I had, like, the last girlfriend I dated almost killed me. Um, I've been through, a, like, I'm not fearing this. And No way. Yeah, so that's why it's like with, especially Fauci, there's a, and I won't get into it, but there's a, it's a deep-rooted factual history how he made a lot of money with the aids crisis in the 80s uh he's also the same guy yeah. he gets away with lying in february of 2020 saying hey you don't need to wear a mask he said he said you yeah. don't need to wear a mask <clears throat> and he's uh, talked about the cruises he's like yeah keep going on the cruises like don't yeah. be afraid yeah and, and I feel like he's just this guy that is enjoying his celebrity so much of yes, being on TV that he's you know, like I'm just gonna keep saying he's got to keep saying new things to keep yes. you tuning in that's you why know, he's never like we're doing good Let's keep the track on, and I'm oh, going to step down now because he needs to have a new like thing to come out uh, with. It's like uh, it's like the uh, news. I'm still shocked he hasn't started a press conference with the lights off and a flashlight under his chin. Like <laughs> he is scary. Like, I'll give him well, that. You, he doesn't have to scare people. It doesn't but, scare me because he's a, he's a five foot one wop ass dago. Like, look, no Italian should ever be trusted who could pass as a leprechaun. Like that's that's <laughs> no, a fact. True. It, the 80 years old, retire, you old thing. Like, just, I, dude, I hope he gets cancer of the dick. I really do. Like, I got to cancel it, the prick. Yeah, yeah cancel uh, the prick. I, we, we, have, we have to go in just a second, but the, the last thing I want to say before yeah, I thank you graciously him. is uh, the, th the thing about Fauci that... Um, we, yeah, we, let's end it on a high note. I don't want to trash like an old Dago. No, no, okay. Uh, the the last thing I'll say about the coronavirus, and I'm not a conspiracy okay. theorist either, but the, the science behind like the testing and all that yes it's good yes it's important yeah. i do think a lot of it's for morale and insurance purposes and i'll tell you why <clears throat> i'm supposed to get surgery the reason i'm uh clearing my throat so much is i have polyps which is very sexy in my nose from ban allergies so i have to get surgery eventually for to remove them and i was supposed to get it in december and i was like fuck that i'm not doing that with covid yeah. 
and they said you got to get a COVID test before the thing up the nose. I'm, I'm never doing yeah. that. I never have. I never will. I'll get the swab. I'm not shoving that up my nose. So I said, okay, when do I get the test? They go two days before the surgery. I go, oh, okay, why? I'm just, I'll do it, but why? And they said, well, you know, to make sure you don't have COVID. You know, I said, okay. So <clears throat> if it comes back negative, I'm good to go two days later. Yeah. I said, okay, so I could go into there on a Monday, get the test, and it shows negative. But the second I walk out of there, I could catch it yes. or the next day and come into the hospital and that's okay. Like that science doesn't make sense. But at the and same like, time, yeah, it's well, still... we legally have to do it. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I could catch it. It, it doesn't, it's weird. And it always goes back to who is killing and why. And again, I, I know I be, I, I'm the reason and my surgeon will back me up on it because he went with my plan of how I could beat colorectal cancer. Mine was more... It was the, not the colon, but the rectal part because the anal fistula is. And that's a fun thing. Look that up if you're eating lunch. It's a good thing to look at. Um, Why are you eating your sandwich? Google yeah, that and look at images. Yeah, Google that and try to uh, try not to ejaculate too fast. Uh, <laughs> it always, yeah, I always go back to who's it affecting. And that was always the big thing. But what I also noticed was they never had stories about the quick turnaround times or you know, it was doom and gloom. And that's what I knew is control. So again, I always went back to I didn't want to lose faith in humanity. But there's people that could be manipulated, and that's what scares me. And again, I don't, as somebody who I hate bigotry, I just, but I'm also that, I am, again, I'm at where I grew up, a product of my environment. Um, you know, suburban white people, especially, like, stop it, knock it off with that shit already. Like, yeah, you gotta, cut, it, like, cut, it, cut it out. Stop telling people to wear a mask, you're going to get punched in the mouth. I, I, no, I, a lot of it is for control. And, I'm, and again, oh, I'm not yes. a conspiracy theorist. It's real. It's going to, it could kill you. But, <laughs> It's nobody's, not going to kill me. Yeah, and you know I, what? I've purposely, nobody's ever, because I put my mask on like halfway through the store now. And all, all I'm doing that for is like to make sure I'm still muscular. Like, yeah, that's right. Like, who wants, like, I, like, I still look mean. Oh, if yeah. I look, like, what do you, what, what, who's going to, who's going to come at me? Oh, yeah. Cause my dad, oh, God, I shouldn't say this real quick. My dad goes to Doylestown, Doylestown Hospital story. Um, last month, my dad's 75. Okay. Nice. He slapped the secu- the parking attendant in the ear. Good for him. Because, because he said, and he's outside, by the way, not inside, outside. And he has his bathroom, like he's ready, you know, he's going to put it on when he goes inside. Yeah. The, guy, the, parking, the parking lot attendant, the valet says, hey, put your mask on. I says, See, I what? don't agree with that. It's like yeah. you're outside, asshole. Yeah, yeah. and my dad's you know, an old guy, but he's still, he's, still, he's still a fucking animal. And my dad said, What? Put your yeah. and my dad slapped him. And he goes, whoa, 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 yeah. I'm just shocked the cops never showed up. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Him. But like, but your dad's right, though. I mean, I, well, I don't know if I'd slap the guy, but well, that's that's it, a out of control. Italian. That's Italian from that's a South Philly Italian. Yeah, there you go. Like, but, but it's out of control, you know, with the whole like, put it on. It's like we're outside. Yeah, come and, on. So that's why it's like, yeah, you know, again, if anybody listen, you know, listen to this. If there's anything to take away, if if you see somebody, you know, all it is, whether they wear a mask or not, let them know that somebody who wears a mask is the same person who's not wearing a mask. They want to feel in control. That's how I always viewed it. Yes. And look, if somebody says, hey, put a mask on, all you have to do is like, okay, well, actually go more polite. Or if you want to be like me and say, that's ah, against my faith, <laughs> smart ass, go ahead. I have a card. Yeah. Uh, those, I, I can already make a counterfeit one. Uh, I'll be selling those on uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, 20 bucks. It's worth it. I need some Windex 
a contractor and some silly putty to clean the wall behind me because Vince, he just blew my brains all over behind it. I want to thank my good friend, maybe one of the best shows I've ever had, Mr. Vince Cummings, the legend himself. Thank you for being on. Thank you, Matt. And hopefully, if I didn't suck too much, I'd done a lot and come on again uh, with a couple of the guys and uh, tell some really fun, 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 uh, fun stuff. Get some, Please uh, come get some back. Questions. I will. Definitely never sucks. Please come back. And uh, the bill for you appearing tonight was five grand. So if you just want to Venmo me that, um, take care of that tonight. Um, I got some, I some told car you I payments, and some hush money to pay off. So. I told you I converted to Judaism with that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Vince Cummings. Vince, I love you, brother. Please come back. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Vince Cummings. <laughs> <laughs>